It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicon, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. go off and running on this 10th day of November 2022. This is The Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, multimedia, madcap, extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All time zones in between and the great globe around and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening live. Thank you for being part of an extraordinary little broadcast community. This is for so much more than some show or some politics as entertainment. No, no, this is, this is about as real a conversation as you can get and still be more than you know, just one person running their, running her mouth. I, the one person running her mouth, however, uh, am Robin. Uh, most of you know that, but new people wander by from time to time. I ran across somebody who didn't know, <laughs> didn't know about the last couple of years, and that was, that was interesting. Uh, it is Thorn in the Side Thursday, and God knows we've got plenty of uh, material to fill that, I don't know, that existential space, and uh, we'll do, I'll, I'll do my best, to, and, and, and you too, to make sure that we uh, get to as much of it as humanly possible. Uh, in the course of the coming three hours. Quick update, um, the New River Gorge is still on fire. They've got it down to a couple of hundred acres. Uh, nobody, there have been, been no massive property losses. I found out it came from, uh, it started down at an area of the gorge called Tay's Landing and had something to do with the rail line that runs through there. Um, And it still smells a mite smoky outside. 
I did see it last night. Um, I had to run out, run errands after the program, and on the way back, as I came across the New River Gorge Bridge, holy mackerel. Um, literally fire on the mountain. And I didn't know if I'd been, and so I, I immediately came home and fired up both the Grateful Dead version and the uh, Marshall Tucker Band version. Uh, but uh, there were massive gouts of flame shooting into the night sky along the side of the gorge. The thing I, I and and you know there's you know there's all kinds of uh, infrastructure and stuff. And we've managed not to lose power, so uh, counting that as a win. Um, But, of course, I get ahead of myself because every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. Um, so we say thank you to our 10th day of the month subscribers. And that means thanks to Paul from Parts Unknown and Daniel. Thanks to Joe. Thank you so kindly. Thanks all for being partial sponsors of the program and helping to keep this program on the air. Oh, let's see. Where did... Uh... Yeah, so we're we're right around 800 bucks in terms of the fundraising goal. And it would be great to get caught up because, again, the bills, they are awaiting that keep this program on the air. Um, so, again, thank you for being PayPal, Patreon subscribers. We need more of those. We have a... Uh, Doubling, uh, a doubling opportunity every month, courtesy of our pal Zed, who uh, doubles uh, new subscribers first month, $10 subscription, up to five new subscribers. And we, don't, we haven't had any new subscribers in a while. It would be great. It would be really, really great. But what it, however it is we get, that 800, uh, get to that $800 number, that's, that's, what's, uh, that's what we're dealing with. Um, So, like I said, it is uh, Thorn in the Side Thursday. And we start with what else? A, uh, a uh, dimwit Domitian meltdown. Uh, he, of course, went to his failing, flagging social media platform. Truth social. Who branded that? Who was the dum dum? Well, as we talked yesterday about uh, the fact that <laughs> flinging ketchup at the wall, it don't bother me at all. Grinding Adderall and watching that, yeah, you know. Uh, the, 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 so today, completely freaking lost it. There's a fake story being promulgated by third-rate reporter Maggie Hageman. See what he did there? Of the failing New York Times, and I'm blaming our great former First Lady Melanoma and Sean Hannity 
that I was angry with their pushing me to endorse Dr. Oz. First of all, Oz is a wonderful guy who really worked hard and was a very good candidate and lived in New Jersey. <laughs> no, I added that part. But he was long in the race before I ever endorsed him. They had nothing to do with it. He's not a denier. His mistake. I, I was not at all angry. Fake news. I fooled him. I fooled him with the strawberries. But he wasn't done. I'd like to apologize to Melanoma and Sean Hannity for all the fake news and fictional stories made up out of thin air with no sources, despite them claiming there are. Uh, sir, there's a mole. Being dumped on you by reporters and news organizations who know these stories are not true. More ketchup! The fake news media is crazed and totally out of control. I only wish the public could understand how really corrupt and crooked they are. They make up stories and then push them down your throats. Our country is in big trouble. <sighs> ah! I went on and on and on. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this was happening while they were running around looking for the blowgun for the Thorazine darts. Despite having picked so many winners, I have to put up with the fake news. For me, Fox News was always gone, even in 2015-16, when I began my journey. But now they're really gone. Such an opportunity for another media outlet to make an absolute fortune and do good for America. Let's see what happens. I mean, wow. But he still wasn't done. For those many people that are being fed the fake narrative from the corrupt media, I'm angry, capital A, angry, about the capital M midterms. Don't believe it. I'm not at all angry. I did a great job. I wasn't the run one running. I'm very busy looking into the future. Remember, I am a stable genius. He said that unironically. You know, it's it, he's in Florida. And we had an eyewitness firsthand account in yesterday's program from our dear friend Scary Jerry of what it's like to be what's called Baker acted in Florida that no questions asked. They just come and they, they, they pick you up and they take you and they take you to a nice, healthy mental health facility and they uh, check your calendar. This is a thing that needs to happen with the occupant of, of, of uh, Magaloco. And then he went on to, to bark and groan about Arizona and Nevada. Clark County, Nevada has a corrupt voting system. Be careful, Adam. As do many places in our soon-to-be third-world country, uh, Arizona, even said by the end of the week, they want more time to cheat. Cary Lake must win. Holy shit. 
Is it just me or is, is, is it pretty obvious that he is really and sincerely, no kidding, not all right? And I mean, we've known that he wasn't all right for eons, you know, since at least 2015. But he is getting more not all right. Yeah, it, it's it it it, fe- it feels like this is some documentable shit. And if somebody only loved him, they would to the, the, they would they would check him out. But I think that's one of the things that the, nobody lo- nobody really loves him. That's been the whole problem since he was tiny. You know, plus the whole potty trained at gunpoint thing, and <sighs> yeah. But I also had a note from uh, uh, Darlene in Connecticut saying, uh, this is a start. I think Hillary's asking for at least a million dollars plus reimbursement in attorney's fees she paid for having to defend against this frivolous and vexatious suit he filed. He's losing some more again. Sanctions entered by a judge against some nitwit Nero pettifoggers in a lawsuit in Florida. Federal District Court Judge Donald Middlebrooks handing down what are described as harsh sanctions, uh, including counsel for the parking garage. Alina Haba and Peter Tickton and their associates, $50,000 in sanctions and fees and costs to a defendant that Nitwit Nero named in his uh, bullshit RICO suit against Hillary. And uh, Maggie Haberman, Maggie Hageman, noting... Uh, This kind of sanction is why so many Trump advisors and lawyers were distressed about his decision to file a suit against the New York Attorney General in Florida. Sanctions also entered against Michael uh, Madeo, Jamie Allen Sasson, Alina Haba, Madeo and Associates, and the Ticton Law Group. Ticton. Isn't that that like a graphic novel about a French kid in World War II? I, I don't know. Uh, over at the Independent, Andrew Feinberg reported, Judge Middlebrooks is all but saying Alina Haba and other lawyers who filed the ridiculous Trump versus Clinton lawsuit should be disbarred. He made specific findings that conduct was willful, not simply negligent, and then cited counsel for the parking garage, uh, the things that uh, she ran her mouth about to... Well, um, the Hannity job. And uh, over at the Law and Crime blog, they described it as a brutal, brutal 
takedown. Of the shotgun lawsuit. And, oh, this is fun. Performative litigation. And so far it's a resolution of only one uh, of the uh, sanctions motions. Of particular interest... Section C of the sanctions ruling, the judge wrote, not just initiated by a shotgun pleading, this was a shotgun lawsuit. 31 individuals and organizations were summoned to court, forced to hire lawyers to defend against frivolous claims. The only common threat against them was Mr. Trump's animus. Plaintiff deliberately misrepresented public documents by selectively using some portions while omitting other information, including findings and conclusions that contradicted his narrative. This occurred with the, uh, the Danchenko indictment, the Department of Justice Inspector General's report for Operation Hurricane, and the Mueller report. It was too frequent to be accidental. Every claim was frivolous, most barred by settled, well-established existing law. These were political grievances masquerading as legal claims. This cannot be attributed to incompetent lawyering. It was a deliberate use of the judicial, the judicial system to pursue a political agenda. It sounds like he's writing the, ju- the judge here under Rule 11, which provides for harsh sanctions against lawyers who plead in bad faith. The judge continuing, but the courts are not intended for performative litigation for purposes of fundraising and political statements. It is harmful to the rule of law, portrays judges as partisans, and diverts resources that should be directed to real harms and legitimate legal claims. The judiciary should not countenance this behavior, and it should be deterred by significant sanctions. And so the judge is just barely getting started. With, uh, as uh, Darlene noted, Uh, I think Hillary's asking for at least a million dollars reimbursement in attorney's fees she paid for having to defend against this bullshit lawsuit. So he's losing again. No wonder he's throwing a fit. Yeah, Matt in San Francisco says so. Crazy. Oh, Robin, rich people can't be crazy. They're eccentric. Yes, the the eccentric, broke-ass... Manhattan high-rise hillbilly. And uh, thank you, Ralphs. There's a $25 challenge on the table. It's the Kayla, please don't pull down my window shades. $25 challenge. She keeps wanting to mess with my window shades. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of... The kitties found where we keep the keep the TP and they decided that it was it, it was a big it was a big stack of cat toys I get it they have cat toys you know but no so thank you Ralphs that would get us down to uh, 750 bucks if the challenge is met that's really helpful um, and thanks to everybody who's been jumping in all along um, 
Ron and Raleigh with a note for this Thorn in the Side Thursday. <sighs> I am gobsmacked. Just when I thought she couldn't get any loonier, Candy Owens has gone completely round the bend. Is it just me, or does Candace look really dead behind the eyes? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that happens over on the... Because the, there's, no, there's no real joy in their lives. Um, over, over at Alternate, they detail... A recent, uh, no, recent as in yesterday, Wednesday, episode of the Candy Owens Show, uh, hosted by The Daily Wire. Well, she, uh, she got all wound up and got going. And the next thing you know, well... Noun, verb, Hitler. Because she, uh, she called on her audience to get their hands on, I presume, a translated copy of Adolf Hitler's 1925 doorstop, Mein Kampf, My Struggle. She did this in the context of defending poor put-upon... Uh, besieged Kyrie Irving, who has, of course, been eagerly spewing a vomitous torrent of uh, anti-Semitism, recommending people see this disgusting film that somehow hasn't been taken down yet. Oh, I made censorship. No, no, if the... If a hosting platform takes it down, and, and, and it isn't the government, it's not censorship. But Kyrie Irving is not just anti-Semitic. He's a he's a he's a total package nutball, an anti-vaxer, a flat earther, uh, a proponent of the paranoia about a new world order. Um, NBA reporter Mark Stein said there's a growing pessimism in various corners of the league that Kyrie Irving will ever play for the Nets again. Yeah, well, none of that really mattered to Candy Girl, uh, who has also been vociferous in her defense of uh, Kanye, or, or uh, well, I guess his name is The a rapper formerly known as Kanye West. And uh, Candy Girl has decided that there is a vast conspiracy against Kyrie Irving because the Anti-Defamation League somehow has their hooks in... uh, the NBA?
Yeah. Well, Candy, you know, just start ending your sentence with "Haben Gindehat, Haben Gewurten sein." And uh, the film, eh, if we can call it that, the anti the anti-Semitic garbage that he's pushing, has been pushing, is uh, something called. Hebrews to Negroes, wake up black America. And dude had enough, has enough social media oomph that once he started promoting this piece of anti-Semitic trash, it shot to the top spot on Amazon. And to be clear, even the Washington Free Beacon says it not only denies the Holocaust, but also claims Jewish people falsified the historical record about it in order to conceal their nature and protect their status and power. And it also says that white people cannot be authentic Jews, a belief that inspired the deadly 2019 shooting at a kosher supermarket in New Jersey. And Candy Owens then said that, well, the thing's popular, so um, that clears Kyrie Irving, noting, I was right. Last night, hashtag heroes to Negroes was trending on Twitter. It was a top trend on election night, no less. And everybody under the trend was saying, I'm watching it right now. I'm watching it. Why would they try to take this from us? Why would they try to keep this information from us? And that is what happens when you over-censor information. It was never necessary to attack Kyrie Irving, even if you felt the information in this documentary was bad. And there are plenty of people that have spoken out and, and said that. The extreme efforts that the ADL went through in coalition with the NBA to punish him and their efforts to then demand that Amazon take this documentary down, of course, was going to pique people's interest. Not only is the documentary the top documentary on Amazon, but it's also the book, which I didn't know they had a book. Well, candy, some people have books. It's now a bestseller on Amazon's list. If you go to Amazon bestsellers, you'll see Heroes to Negroes. It was one of the best-selling books. And then proceeded to somehow threaten Amazon... Uh, candy, honey, Jeff Bezos has spaceship money. And what I like about this story is because you know how I feel about free speech. I think people have a right to be wrong. I think people have a right to take in information. I think people have a right to read whatever they want. Mm, you know, as long as it's not something about something that would make a marginalized kid in a high school feel a little bit less alone in the world, but, well, no. And then, you know, now y'all, y'all, uh, she said, a little reminder, if you actually go on Amazon right now, you can order and read Mein Kampf. It's not an endorsement of Adolf Hitler to read a historical textbook. It's just not, right? And the idea that we should be censoring all this information and no one should see it because it hurts some group of people the Jews. There you go, Brother Deacon Asa. 
Enjoy. Um, well, they're not some group of people. Well, to me, it just does not gel well with our First Amendment rights. Amazon still not in trouble. Don't know how Kyrie Irving's entire life is on the line. But nobody's talking about Amazon. But they're making a ton of money. So Kyrie Irving's losing more money, and Amazon is making tons of money. Think about that for a second. You know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about the fact that Kyrie Irving still has an NBA career, even though he's a sickening anti-Semite, an anti-vaxxer, and, well... Generally a horrible human being. And Colin Kaepernick, whose only sin was was taking a knee during the national anthem in the name of trying to stop cops from, or protesting cops, blowing away defenseless black men, somehow... Uh, I'm thinking about that for a second. But all this has to be taken in context with the fact that Candy Girl is, uh, well, she's got her own history of uh, Hitler fangirling. You might recall a few years back, she caught some uh, grief Deservedly so. When she said that that Mr. Hitler was... A, that Mr. Hitler... Uh, shades of... Charles Lindbergh. That Mr. Hitler would have been a pretty good leader if he would have just kept his nationalism inside German borders. <sighs> I don't know how you make that statement without, without tacitly denying the existence of the Holocaust. But Candy Girl's uh, married to a gazillionaire, and something tells me she's not going to be canceled. It's hard to cancel the money. Uh, Clarence with a note says, uh, Owens... If she's so concerned about free speech, she should be raising holy hell about all the school districts across across the country banning books. Miss Owens is full of crap. That 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 she is. Um, yeah, precisely, Stephen, New York, uh, Candio. So it's the Jews who are controlling the NBA. That is apparently the upshot. And of course, the Hebrews to Negroes thing, and you know, there's no Jew. Remember, um, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, the part of his rant on Twitter was that uh, black people are the real Jews, anyhow's. Well, you know, the, take a number, 
there was that entire spasm in the 18th and 19th century in North America in which people argued that uh, indigenous, indigenous people of the Western Hemisphere were actually the lost tribes of Israel. The fetishization has been strong for a long time. Um, Randy Radar wants to know: Has Scary Jerry been sprung yet? I do not know. I have not heard. I have not heard anything. So, uh, Scary Jerry, if you're listening and you're sprung, let us know. Uh, Lee in New York says: uh, How Candio should be ending sentences. Candio. That that was a, that was a that was a chart-topping album by the Cars, wasn't it? Um, how Candio should be ending sentences. Ms. Owen should quote Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Signed Lee in New York City via Stalag 13. Adding, Lee did, Jeff Bezos has spaceship money until he tries to politicize social media. And as to information, you know, Candio blathering about information. So, the learned protocols of the, the protocols of the learned elders of Zion is information. The clan provides information. The Boogaloo Incel Tactical Command Headquarters Executive Staff provides information. Mm, yeah. That's about the size of it. And uh, speaking of uh, neo-Nazis, yesterday, a U.S. District Court judge in Montana stand issued a bench warrant for Andrew Anglin. Because back in September, the court entered an order saying that he had 30 days to comply with requests for documents showing his whereabouts and income and assets, and that failure to do so would result in a bench warrant. So Judge Dana Christensen has issued an order commanding the U.S. Marshal and any authorized United States officer to arrest Andrew Anglin and bring him to court in Missoula. Andrew Anglin is a neo-Nazi, and he is a, uh, of course, he's a maggot. There are photographs of him wearing his stupid MAGA hat. And he attacked a woman from Whitefish, Montana, and her family with an anti-Semitic troll storm. Nazis. Tanya Gersh is the woman in Whitefish, Montana. She's represented by a lawyer by the name of John Morrison. And uh, Morrison said, Andrew Anglin has evaded the court's jurisdiction and ignored the court's orders for months and years, and it became necessary for the court to issue a warrant for his arrest. 
and we intend to see that warrant is executed and enforced to the full extent of the law. Anglin is the publisher of something called the Daily Stormer. It's a Nazi shit site. And he, uh, back in 2017, uh, urged the people who read the Daily Storm to harass Tanya Gersh and her family, and he doxed her. And the thing is, the Daily Stormer is, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, arguably the most influential neo-Nazi website in America during the latter half of the 2010s. And the false allegation that Anglin made was that Gersh had tried to squeeze money out of the mother of Richard Spencer. God, it's so long ago now. Remember January the 20th, 2017? And that now... Well, there's never a bad time to watch it, but remember when Richard Spencer got Nazi-punched while the world watched on? He was in D.C. Well, following their leader's orders, people absolutely deluged Tanya Gersh with the kind of disgusting troll filth that that Nazis use. They threatened her. They threatened her family. The judge in the case called the conduct atrocious. And so he entered judgment, default judgment against Andrew Anglin, because Anglin never showed up to court, and ordered $10 million in punitive damages against him and $4 million in compensatory damages. And then Andrew Anglin just disappeared. And he's got other judges against, judgments against him, a $4.1 million judgment from a Muslim-American radio host whom he falsely accused of terrorism. And nobody really knows where he is. But it's going to be kind of difficult for him to raise his head now. Wow. Um, Matt in San Francisco, the Jews. So is it just one Jew or a group of Jews that are controlling everything? Must be a group. And they must have a lot of meetings in order to all stay on the same page. Maybe we could find out where they meet and crash the party. That's as far as I can get without my head starting to hurt. I know. The the no, you've got to you've got to be able to uh, to 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 internalize massive amounts of stupidity and hate, and that generally doesn't uh, that that generally just doesn't. It's not good. It's not good for you. It's actually it's actually harmful. But this is that America. I, when I told you I had to uh, run some errands last night after the program. And they run, uh, you know, West Virginia Public Radio runs uh, 
Harry Gross's interview program, uh, like at 8 o'clock. And I heard her interview with um, Steven Spielberg because he's got a very well-received sort of fictionalized biopic or, or autobiopic called The Fablemans. Now, Fableman, Spielberg, Spiel in German is play. Fable, story, play. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's getting it's getting really good reviews. But along the way, she, uh, t- she being Terry Gross, asked Steven Spielberg uh, what his feeling was about the wave, the sickening tidal wave of anti-Semitic filth that is flowing all over the country today. And he said uh, he doesn't pay any t- attention to it but that he finds it heartbreaking and, and, and sad and never thought that he would see the day that that was, that this America would be, you know, America. Oh, uh, let's see here. Just looking around for what comes next. Um, uh, Andy, Andy the Angry Jew. The Jews and how to find them. Look for large orders of chicken livers and you'll find them. That's where they meet. Mmm, chopped liver. Mmm, schmaltz. Yeah. And uh, providing a little bit of detail, Lee in New York says, uh, it's the Jews. They can't do anything unless they have a minion. That's ten Jews. Doing the Jewish ciphering for you, Lee, in New York. So does that mean that the the joke, ten Jews walk into a bar? No. Um. That word, yes, a minion. Randy Radar noting, you can't disappear in the U.S. anymore. It's theoretically possible that the authorities can track you down on something as simple as an algorithmic hash on your grocery buying habits. Well, they have apparently not made that order, uh, made that effort with Andrew Anglin yet. It would be nice if they would. Oh, and a little something-something from yesterday. The judicial vandalism continues. Perpetrated by, well... Now, a case was heard yesterday in the Supreme Court of the United States. The title of the case is Burkine versus Holland and it's one of those cases where 
you know, some gang of right-wing pettifoggers dragged a $100 bill around until they found someone to be aggrieved about something. In this case, this latest effort is to uh, destroy, and remember, you know, old Stevie Three shirts, the man who looks like rancid hot, hot dog water smells, Steve Bannon, remember him talking about deconstructing the administrative state? Well, within the within the uh, administrative state, there is, of course, um, the Bureau of Indian Affairs. And 44 years ago, the federal government passed a bill called the Indian Welfare Act. And the Indian Welfare Act, in turn, states that indigenous children in custody proceedings should, wherever and whenever possible, be placed with indigenous families. Imagine that. Uh, a, you know, a right-wing, pettifogging, tax-exempt troll group wants to overturn the Indian Child Welfare Act. And the, the, the vehicle is Brakeen versus... Holland, Deb Holland, the uh, Secretary of Interior and first Indigenous Secretary of Interior. So with uh, the diktat of pubes on the Coke can Clarence Fappy Thomas to guide them, Well, this group of originalists are complaining that uh, the entire structure by which the United States government seeks to safeguard indigenous rights uh, is unconstitutional. And they're, and, and, and the, uh, our, you know, our most puissant, dread, sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties are willing to hang their hats on, in the name of originalism, on history that isn't even real history. I mean, we're talking about stuff that goes all the way back to the Articles of Confederation. And so, in the Constitution that replaced the Articles of Confederation, uh, authority over indigenous affairs were ceded strictly to the new federal government. The federal government, of course, having the power to make treaties broadly, that reserved unto the federal government, so that, say, for instance, South Carolina stand can't go out and make a treaty with 
old you know, France. Only the United States can do that, and the indigenous uh, indigenous groups are sovereign entities in their own right. And the Constitution says that the federal government can regulate commerce with the Indian tribes. It's the Indian Commerce Clause in the in, in the Constitution. And going all the way back, the southern states, see where the trouble comes from? The southern states didn't like that. They wanted to steal Indian lands on their own. Uh, Georgia tried to legislate away tribal governments. Um, And along the way, the Supreme Court struck down such efforts. And there was a lot of deviltry and evil that went into all of this. And we come up to the present era where uh, the Indian Child Welfare Act tried to intervene on the uh, in in cases where because this is a long you know this is a long and filthy history that we share with our friends to the north in 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 Canudlia. where groups of white people tried to steal indigenous children and whiten them up a good bit you know punish them for speaking their native tongue send them to schools. We know about the horrors of the Roman Catholic Indian schools. Stand by, please. All better now. Well, uh, the Indian Child Welfare Act tried to some degree or another to remedy that and, and, and keep white groups from stealing Indian children because uh, in, in many states, Indian children were put in, in the foster care system at much higher rates than non-indigenous kids, and they were almost exclusively p- placed in non-indigenous homes. Well, all of this is before the court now. I mean, this is this is, uh, <clears throat> and so in two thousand seven, a law professor from the University of Montana, a guy named Robert Robert Natelson published an article in the Denver Law Review whose title was, oh my God, get the hockey puck, The Originalist Understanding of the Indian Commerce Clause. Naturally, Robert Nadelson is a former right-wing talk radio dude. Six years later, Clarence pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas 
decided that Professor Robert Nadelson was right and that commerce within the Indian Commerce Clause means more with more than trade with Indian tribes, but rather means that the federal government can uh, uh, well that the, the, it's nothing more than trade, you know, you know, barrels of flour and tobacco and whatnot. And so the case arises out of where else? Texas. Sorry, sneezing. Um, and some mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing, right-wing freak in Texas with, I'm sure, a non-profit, you know, a, 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 a tax-exempt non-profit pettifogging outfit behind them sued. And they want to overturn couple of hundred years of established law. Well, the case went up, made it through the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Opposing counsel completely deconstructed Natelson. Described it as deeply flawed, marred by inaccurate versions of sources and unsupported assertions, directly at odds with the explicit founding era evidence. This caused Nadelson to have a hissy and accuse Oblavsky of writing a shyster like brief. Really? Shyster? And, you know, there's nothing nastier than a couple of lawyers uh, taking things personally. And so when our six most puissant dread sovereign supreme Catholic majesties get together to put put their majority together on this, Fappy Thomas will have a hand in it. And it is not unthinkable that little indigenous children will be allowed by this gang of punks. And Well, remember, a great deal of the harm caused to indigenous children was caused by Holy Mother Church. And our Supreme Catholic Majesties may try to manifest their umbrage at the church having been called out for what it did to children. And of course the people paying the bill will be little indigenous kids. Because this Supreme Court doesn't care who it hurts as long as it makes right-wing donor groups happy. Happy. Yeah.
Lady B sending an article along about the Warnock Walker runoff. Black Georgia voters say Walker Warnock runoff leaves burden leaves the burden on them to save the Senate again. Aaron Jones, 47, an auto body repair supervisor in Atlanta, said, This is disappointing because one candidate is a candidate is a qualified senator. The other's Herschel Walker. And I was wondering, I was thinking about that. And I wondered uh, if that vibe is running through Georgia again. It has to be exhausting. And I hate that we're already going to have Jerk Deluxe, the fake hillbilly, you know, Senator, Senator Kissass. How hilarious. In the early 1960s with Dr. Strangelove, we got Ambassador Kissoff. But that was just a movie. That was fiction. But in 2023, a person will stick their hand in the air and swear an oath. And for six years, we will be saddled with Senator Kissass. Truth, as they say. Is stranger than fiction. Let's uh, see how it's the top of the hour. Twenty-five dollar challenge on the on the table, uh, courtesy of Ralphs. The Kayla leave my leave my blinds alone challenge. Well, uh, that would get us down to seven hundred fifty dollars to go fundraising wise. Hopefully, it'll be met. But we'll run over to the uh, stress line and see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. So just to recap. Hi, Darlene. <laughs> yeah, so just to recap from our conversation on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you too, um, you too, a little huh? bit, yeah, I mean, ugh. you know, I was just going to go to bed and wake up to the bad news the next morning, but I just got sucked in and started watching uh his name is brian tyler cohen i think uh he, yeah. he's he's constantly putting he's a nice kid he's constantly putting stuff up on youtube um throughout the day so he was following uh with a was uh Kornacki, is that his name the the, the uh, election results through right. there yeah. that's always running around yeah yeah so he was streaming him and um coming up with things. I mean, you know, I could have sworn multiple times. You know, I was bouncing back and forth between him and uh, Mary Trump uh, on her Nerd Avengers show. And um, I could have sworn that Lauren Boebert was a, um, you know, was a say sayonara, you know. But, but the last no. I looked, several hours ago, she's, she's just barely ahead. Um... You know, so that's a, another bad penny that, that keeps turning up. Um, and uh, in terms of what Lady B had um, uh, sent you or, or just written in, you were just talking about uh, Warnock and Walker runoff. Um, I saw a quick headline. Um, I didn't look at it, but um, Kate Bedingfield, who I'm not a fan of, uh, but I think she like the the main PR person there uh, for uh, Joe Biden, I think has a, quite a bit of control there at the White House. 
Um, basically, I, I caught a headline where she said, you know, whatever um, whatever Warnock needs, he's going to get. So it's going to be interesting to see how much money both sides pump into Georgia um, for December 6th. Um, which just seems ridiculous that it's taking that long, but um, so you know, they're I guess they're in full on uh, campaign mode, you know, or continuing that in Georgia, and you know, there are a lot of you know, I don't want to say this, well, no, there's quite a few, or at least, or at least the way the corporate media is is planting it. There's a lot of black voters in Georgia that are supporting um, Walker. And, you know, people that knew him. I mean, wow. I mean, does that just stop you in your tracks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Just a little, you know, and again, maybe it's, again, the corporate media playing games with us. Um, But there are a lot of people that went to school with this asshole. And so there's nostalgia for that. He he would never, he was a great guy when I went to, you know, freaking grammar school with him. You know, uh, bullshit like that. When you have a classy, tremendous orator like Raphael Warnock, and then you have this bumbling dope with the fake freaking uh, police badges, and you know, Mister, you know, killing a, you know, Mister uh, uh, abortionist invo- there. Yeah, who, who's involved, by the way, in He's indentured serv- who is in- involved in indentured servitude? That uh, somehow or another, that didn't quite get the legs yeah. that it needed. Well, and this is where I'm. I'm all. I'm all. I'm all in on the um, nonstop campaign mode for 2024. At this point, Democrats must ride this. They have to ride this, you know, this amazing thing that happened. And, when, you know, look, we could still lose the Senate, too. But I'll tell you something. Boy, is it messing with the, the – it's messing with the right wing's head big time. And I'm so happy to see it. You know, all of the, the excuses coming out and now Fox News, like, you know, Farr Ingram there, she's now um, – uh, questioning, they're all questioning over at Fox News, what did Trump do with the money? They're starting to turn on each other and eat each other alive and boy am I just not um, enjoying it a little. <laughs> I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I, I love that phrase. Even, I, I, I love yeah. that I love that phrase from Joe Scarborough. It's a schadenfreude bubble bath. <laughs> well, you know, I, and I did have a question because you know, you watch, they, they are your filthy morning habit, as you said. And, um, but I was watching some things on YouTube today where Joe and two other dudes um, that are regularly on the show, um, were, <laughs> they were almost like, well, you know, how could they be saying that, you know, the midterms are, are, are going to be a red. How could they be saying that, you know, it all goes um, to the uh, opposite party, uh, the party that's not in office, that there's always a, a shellacking, you know? You just never know. And then all those polls that came out that were just, you know, bullshit polls that, you know, and I'm thinking, weren't they part of that? Wasn't your filthy morning habits kind of part of that? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Once you get in your yes, parents' yes. stuff like, you know, it's going to be a shellacking, you know, to, to borrow from President Obama. You know that, that um, you know, weren't they spewing those um, now? I guess we're coming to find out that the polls were bull and that they were fake polls trumped up for Republicans. So um, I'm pissed off. I'm still angry that I was toyed with for months and months and months by the media, whether it was on, you know, whether it was my Apple News stream, the Washington Post, whatever. You know, and, and you know, President Biden, who I still think he, I have not yet heard him publicly, you know, loudly thank President Obama because he, I think President Obama was uh, critical to what happened um, on Tuesday. Um, but you know, he kept saying over and over, well, you know, I, you know, I can't believe the polls. I don't trust the polls. You know, but then again, well, the polls are saying that microgrids are the most popular. So he's doing it too. You know, he's using the polls to his advantage as well. Um, but they're all kind of yeah, coping here without really doing that. Um, you know, uh, that little sucker Carlson is still doing his thing where, you know, he has the questions, you know, he's just posing the questions, but he hasn't gone all anti-Trump yet. But boy, are they, are they, are, are, their heads are exploding and it's great. And I think we have to enjoy that. And I think we have to ride this wave as much as possible. And I did write into the White House, you know, through their comment line on the White House back up to, you know, to, you know, to Biden. And I'm sure, you know, he won't look at it, but maybe some lower echelon person will look at it. Um, but then, you know, he and, and Democrats are not off the hook, you know. Um, the DNC fucked up. The DNC, I don't know if the DCCC can also be, you know, they didn't, they didn't pump enough money into Tim Ryan. He was bitching and moaning about that. Well, I mean, it's not um, that they didn't pump enough like money. They just, they just ignore it. They, they, they largely just hung him out to dry. Exactly. He was complaining about that on your filthy morning habit a few weeks back. And he was like, you know, he goes, it's all small donations. He said, I'm not getting any help from the Democratic uh, apparatus. He goes, I'm not getting any help. They blew it in Ohio because I think Tim could have taken it. You know, and I'm in no position to talk because I don't, I'm nowhere near the Buckeye State and wouldn't want to be. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Joey, uh, there, he he might be, um, you know, he might have some insight. Um, I, I assume he was trying to help out Tim Ryan as much as possible. Um, so I'm sure he would have some uh, more more on the ground uh, factual um, things to share. But they're not off the hook. They need to continue. They need to learn from this and continue doing what they were doing, what Gavin Newsom started, what, what, uh, you know, when he was going after the Klantis, what um, uh, President Biden was doing when he called them semi-fascists on the Republican side. Um, you know, when they called out um, the Republicans over their PPP loan forgiveness, um, which was just perfect when they did that. They shamed them, and you never heard a peep from those assholes. 
And when you were talking to Scary Jerry last night about, or, or I think it, I think it was uh, during that you were playing uh, Marjorie Trader Gangreen's little comments about how um, you know Trump, um, how how um, the pandemic, like she's blaming Biden about the pandemic, and we're going to you know pay him back because he shut everything down, even though it occurred during the Trump administration. Um, you know, you forgot to remind us that. She benefited from the pandemic. Her family, she got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in PPP loans forgiven. Um, so it's, it's just ironic. It's just, you know, rich. <laughs> but here she is talking about it, you know, how everything is down. Well, you, you, you danced right straight to the bank on it. Um, they need to stop. Saying Republicans are their friends. I don't even give a fuck if they are. I'm Chris Coons, they should shut his fucking mouth. Dick Durbin, even Biden. No more. If they want to say, well, we're working across the aisle, fine. But stop saying they're your friends. Because according to Hakeem Jeffries, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because when he was stumping over in wherever he was trying to help out candidates during the primaries, I think it was. He was saying, you remember how, you know how uh, they're all saying there, you know, we have our colleagues here in both houses saying Republicans are our friends. He goes, let me tell you something. He goes, that is not the truth. So they need to start talking like it's not the truth. So Biden needs to start calling out the corporate media, the fourth estate. He needs to start saying, look, because they're admitted to it now. They're all saying it now. But nobody's saying what you talked about. Suppression. I put that in my notes to the White House. I was I was despondent. I was like, what's the point? You know, really, I was actually in I was like, you know, I know I'm going to do my duty. I know I'm going to do my civic duty and I'm going to vote. But I'll tell you something. I was depressed as fuck, and I'm like, what's the point? They're going to take it all. Because I had that barreled into my my brain, that propaganda barreled into my brain for months and months and months. You know, I'm, gl- I'm, glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you recognize that. They, it, it was, it's a form of, it's a form of voter suppression. Oh, absolutely. And the only reason is because I have, I, you know, I'm highly educated. I do have some brains in me. I consider myself somewhat smart. You're I've been all, listening to your program you're, you're, for you're years. You're all of these things? Which, yes. You know? And, but what about people that are, you know, like my friend's daughters who are just apathetic and they're young people, you know, they're, they're, they need to make it more exciting. You know, Bernie, he's an old dude, right? But the kids love him. You know, he gets out the young people. They need to utilize him. They need to keep Obama on the fucking stump. They really and truly do. They need to keep him out there. The other thing, you know, this is the world according to Darlene because she knows it all, right? <laughs> Here I am, you know, Sunday night quarterback. Testify. Well, I also put this in my, my comment to... Joe, I said, "Hey, you need to, you need to stop the PR hole 
around Kamala. Knock it off. Because she is doing a lot, but you don't hear about it. You know, okay? I was I was I was she reflecting was- on that the other day. You know, I remember during the Obama presidency, you know, it it was like a it, it it was like a buddy road picture with him and you know him 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 and uh, and, and Joe out there doing stuff and you know there, there there were even you know gag videos put out and it's like where is Kamala? I mean she's been it, it's she's not now. I, I don't I mean it 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 feels like she's been sort of disappeared about. She, I don't think there's been a, a vice president who's been more disappeared since John Adams under George Washington. I mean, exactly. The the messaging, You're not wrong. yeah, the messaging is just yeah. a vacuum. Exactly. Now, if you look deep enough on CSPAN, she's on CSPAN. They put her up there quite a bit. You know, she's here. She's traveling to this place. She's traveling over here. She's going to the country. She's, she, I mean, she's really moving around the country, but there's no, you know, regular mainstream press about her efforts. She was all over the fucking, na- all over the fucking nation um, talking about the overturning of Roe, about the Dobbs decision. You know, she a huge crowd here with Johanna Hayes, um, it was kind of nice because it was all black women up on the stage. Okay. Um, Johanna Kamala is another lady. Um, and they were at Central Connecticut State University. And Kamala was just, she was, she was dynamite. She was like, you know, she ended off the conversation, you know, with saying, look, don't make no mistake. This is about women's sexuality. This is about a hatred of women, female sexuality women's sexuality you know she ended off with that i mean this woman can see because she's brilliant and i you know you have to you do have to ultimately the buck stops with joe because i don't trust um uh kate bedingfield i think she's a big part of the problem because uh bless you or gunsundite or whatever i don't I don't, um, I think she's a big part of the problem because I read some articles where the Kamala's people have to, they have to, they, they can't do shit without running it through, um, Joe's PR roadblocks. Right. So, um, you know, there, there are hurdles she's trying to overcome within the White House. And, but Joe can turn around and say to Kate and others, "Uh, uh, uh, no. She needs to be more front and center because she speaks. I mean, look, her, she and Doug, they're a hip couple. I mean, they are. They're a young couple, you know, relatively young. They have um, a blended family. I mean, Kamala gets along great with his ex-wife and vice versa. You know, their daughter, Ella, um, that's um, Kamala's stepdaughter, Ella. So, you know, she's, I mean, she's, she's in the fashion industry. Um, so, 
there's a lot of young people circulating from that young generation in their lives. The poor kid is in, you know, she's in therapy, <laughs> you know, um, but she's living a dream and she's, um, she's often shown, you know, you'll, you'll see her basically, and she's, you know, she's, you know, she sported a mullet and she, you know, she really has her, she's well liked in her posts and Instagram posts and stuff like that. Um, but when you have young people looking at Joe and Jill, and they are, you know, they're the old, you know, it's grandma and grandpa again. Even though they're good, they're, they, they know how to elevate um, youth. They, they, they get it. You know, Jill's really good at that, like with the poetry um, uh, slams and things like that. But visually, Kamala and Doug are more, you know, they're, 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 youth, more, they're younger and they just, they're, they're, they're more hip. I'm probably using a really bad word. <laughs> the kids, are, you know, they slay. Okay. That's what my niece would say. <laughs> you know, in high school, they slay. So it's like to not utilize that is a big mistake. And I think he better, they better rethink things because. Well, but, but, um, I, but I would, you know, like, I would like to add that, you know, just as you and I have said, we were glad to be wrong about Joe. Um, and the fact that he's mm-hmm. the most progressive president since yeah. Roosevelt. Well, I mean, he That's he, what I, he did. Yeah. He's done a cut. There have been a couple of policy initiatives that have been decidedly pro youth, and they, mm-hmm. I, th- I think they need to message on those yeah. harder. Oh, that's the other thing. Absolutely no. They they need to ride this like they need to squeeze this for everything it's worth. And they need to pull a Nancy. Every deal. You know, look, they take it is if the Republicans take the House. Okay, you know everything's gonna nothing's gonna get done. Okay, and if we can maintain our hold, if we can at least get the Senate. Okay, we've got a firewall, but nothing's gonna get done. So you know, like what Nancy did during the Trump administration, right? The, the, the Trump autocratic regime. What was it, over 400 bills? Like you say, the bills died in, in, in a bloody pool on Mitch McConnell's uh, desk. But every freaking week, Nancy was getting out there on her, her, her weekly presses and talking about everything that they were doing. This bill, this bill, this bill, this bill. That's what Joe has to do. It's going to have to come from him. And, and with, with backup from, uh, you know, whoever the Democratic minority leader is in the House, if it winds up being that way. Um, and, you know, I don't know what Nancy's going to do. Um, but they need to keep saying, this is what we're promoting. This is what we want to pass for you. And guess what the, you know, guess what uh, uh, McCarthy is doing? It, it won't even get out of the House. This is what we're trying to do. And just keep keep going, keep calling them the fascists that they are, and not let up. I'm okay if it's in uh, you know if we're in 2024 mode with this because we need to really capitalize. Um, now I guess there is a path. I, I, Vox just um, 
did an article. I, I, I didn't have a chance to read it um, because I called you, but apparently there is a path potentially to taking the House for Democrats, but I think, what, they're nine nine votes away. They're nine people away from the 218 last I checked. Um, so we had a clean sweep in Connecticut, which was great. Johanna beat uh, George Logan by a little over 1,000 votes. It was extremely close. And um, Yeah, that's a nail-biter. That's a nail-biter. And so because um, it's over 1,000 votes, there will not be a recount. So, um, so she's in, and we have a clean sweep here in Connecticut. And, of course, we're trying to save a red wave in New York. Um, but we know the Democrats in New York, I guess, uh, pretty much shot themselves in the foot on that with the gerrymandering stuff. Um, so hopefully they'll, you know, they'll be able to correct that somehow uh, before 2024. But there's still a lot of work to be done. And, um, you know, I think that Ber- uh, Bernie is doing some good things. Like he's on YouTube a lot, Facebook a lot. I think they really need to utilize him because um, the young people really like him. And even people, because he's been around so long, even people that are in our age range and that are Republican light, they remember him coming to their colleges. They remember him coming to the colleges. You know, when he was much younger and they were in college and trying to galvanize youth and young people, and they like that. You can get, you know, really, he could potentially get Republican lights to flip. So I don't think I don't think they should rest on our laurel. I'm all for it being 2024, you know, campaign season. Now, they did ask, you know, the press was being really nice to Joe yesterday. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, but they I, 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 I noticed that too. I'm glad to hear you say that. It was. It, it didn't strike that press conference did not strike me as contentious. No, they were almost like you know, almost in awe <laughs> because you know dark they're part Brandon. of the corporate media. They're brainwashed too. Yeah, dark Brandon. Mm-hmm. They didn't want the fire to shoot out of his Absolutely. eyes. <laughs> they need to keep playing that up too. But they asked him. They said, "Well, what, you know, what do you think of if Trump announces, you know, that he wants to run?" And he just started laughing, and he basically said, "Well, I, you know, he just kind of muttered it." I think it was one of the last questions. It was like, um, you know, it's going to be great to see uh, them beating the hell out of each other, Trump and DeSantis. Oh, he's he's loving it. He's going to get a kick out of that. Well, and one of the side effects of that. Uh, and I don't even know, Darlene, if we talked about this earlier, but there was polling data out there a couple of months back because, you know, somebody's polling something all the time. But the polling data showed that if Liz Cheney was to enter the race, it would cause it would it, it, it would it would cause uh, Joe Biden to lose reelection. And I still, I, I don't know that I agreed with that assessment. No, here they go again with their bullshit. Okay. 
but you know, I'd like to I'd like to see her in the mix for the Republican nomination, just so she was oh, out there yeah. beating the shit out of both of them because they're both deniers, they're both fascists, and I'd like to mm-hmm. see her out there on the hustings beating the piss out of them. Yep, uh, and, and and she would lose. She would lose. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the primary, but she would, but she would, but she would leave them because she's not, she's not going, she's not going to be one of these Jebby Bush, please clap types. Oh God, no! Oh, she's brutal like her dad. So she's got that, and she would do exactly what she wants to do is to take Trump down. She would completely destroy him, and would take satisfaction from that. But as long as she's not on the ballot in, uh, well, hell, let's go ahead and look to 2000. Has anybody said what Election Day 2024 is? Let's just get this out of the way. Um, Election Day 2024 is the first Tuesday after the, oh, help me, Darlene. Um. The first Tuesday after the first the, first Monday. Yes, I think so because we had wasn't wasn't um, there was November second, which I think was a Tuesday this year. So that would make it November the fourth, two thousand twenty-four. No, maybe not. Huh? I'm sorry. Um, November. I can't. Hang on. Let me. Uh, let me look. Hang on. Because that's where I was getting thrown. I was kept thinking it was November, like this election, November second, because I had to do my FCC ballot. I'm like, oh my god, I have a week. Okay. So let me let me just look back here. November, election day is the 7th. Election day is the 7th. Uh, that is the first full week of November 2023. The Tuesday after the first Monday in November in, uh, okay, so yeah, it'll be the 5th. November the 5th, 2024. Oh, that's twenty third. Yeah, I was going on the twenty third. Hang on, sorry. Yeah, November yeah, the fifth. So, I, I'm sorry. I was looking at twenty twenty three. Okay, I'm really anxious, aren't I? Um, yeah, that's the fifth. Yeah, that's the fifth. Because yeah, Tuesday. So this year, uh, November one was a Tuesday. So I'm. I guess. I guess it has to be the first full week of November is the Tuesday that they plunk election day on. Does that make sense? It is the Tuesday after the first Monday in November. That's the constitutional formula. Yes. Yes. So the first Monday in November would be the um, the fourth right. in 2024. I'm just looking here. I was I was looking at the wrong like at the twenty twenty two. I'm scrolling through here on my calendar. 
So, yeah. So, um, a couple of good things, I think. Um, well, first of all, Joe is, ba- is banking on um, all the, the fruits of his big bill coming to fruition beginning next year. And that people are going to start seeing, you know, um, shovels in the dirt and all that stuff in terms of the um, uh, infrastructure. Okay. So he's banking on that. The other thing is, is if you do have the crazies taking the house, um, there is a theory out there that, you know, let Marjorie uh, Trader Gangrene have a, have a committee chair and let people see just how fucking crazy she is and just how insane these assholes are. And, um, you know, the, the Jim Jacket off Jordans and all of them. But that could also in order to our benefit. Um, the other thing is, is that if Trump does announce, and that's what I also put in there, so, you know, Merrick Garland needs to indict Trump like fucking now. Well, I, I, I love, um, I love that, was, I, that one quip that said, oh, he's going to announce on the 15th? Good. Let Merrick Garland announce on the 14th. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't bet the. I wouldn't. wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either because it would be just entirely too beautiful and (laughs) and symmetrical. You know, more of that geometric precision Scott talks about. And you know, and I don't know if this was something that Scary Jerry and Sutter you had said in the conversation with him yesterday. That you know, and I I think it's true. I just don't. Well, maybe I heard it on YouTube today. I don't know. I don't think that. DeClantis is going to appeal nationwide. You know, if he wants to run for president, he's just he's just bad fucking news. Um, you know, Florida is a whole different. You know, they're in their own, you know they're in their own world down there. So um, I just don't I don't think he would appeal um, nationwide. But it would be a slugfest potentially. You know, between him and Trump, and it was predicted today. I mean, some of these. I mean, it was. Um, it was not. It was not Brian Tyler Cohen. It might have been another program. You know that if DeClantis does, in fact, get the nomination, because now there are a lot of Republicans saying Trump is bad for the party. They're coming out there. Um, Paul Ryan said it today. You know, Newt Gangrene there is he's trying to also. You know figure this shit out. Um, if he becomes a nominee for the Republicans, they're all, they, you know, the theory is that Trump would be so pissed off and so angry that he would run as a, you know, as a spoiler, just to fuck the classes up because he can't handle being told no and he can't handle losing. So I could totally see that, and we could totally see the Republican Party continue to implode from within, which, you know, again, as you've been saying, let's hope it doesn't hurt too little. Um, So I think those are three promising things. Uh, (laughs) um, 
but yeah, so they're all saying like um, Paul Ryan. He said I, he's 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 a, he's a drag on the party. Trump is a drag on the party. And now you got Fox News saying, you know, where did all the money go? He got all this money. Where did the money go in terms of supporting candidates? And now they're saying, yeah, yeah, and even your filthy morning average. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I guess McConnell was right. You know, you have to have quality candidates for your job. Um, but this is a nation that we have so many stupid people in it that they could get away, they can get away with putting up these subpar candidates. But even Mitch saw it. So, so I don't know. I'm hoping, against all hope, we could still, we still have a shot with the House. Uh, well, I'm, I just we, while while you know. while we've been talking, I just checked in for the latest on uh, Clanny Oakley and Frisch. Uh, she's <laughs> up. Uh, she is up by point uh, point four percent. But they're still counting. Um, they're they're still counting ballots from an area that leans Democrat. So he might he might be he yeah. might be able to eke that one out. Um, Let's hope. Fingers crossed. And fingers MSN, crossed. MSNBC is showing their count at two twenty-one to two fourteen. Really? Yeah. For, for the House? Yeah, uh, Republicans. Wait, two twenty-one to two fourteen? Yeah, uh, GOP two twenty-one to Democrat two fourteen. Well, then they already took the House because they said you just need two eighteen. Right, but but, sure? but the but there's there's still like fifteen possibly. Yeah. Okay. There could be a and, tie. Yeah, and by the way, and, and it just just because it's fun to say it. Godzilla from Wasilla in the race in and they haven't called it yet. But with seventy two percent in for the entire state of Alaska, one house district. Um Godzilla from Wasilla is getting thumped 47.3% to 26.6%. And of course you know she will She just needs to go away. Yeah, go yeah. go go dance with a star or something some more. I mean, she needs uh, to just go the fuck away. And the thing is she's she's so she she's she's so, you know, last decade well, two de- she's so two decades ago. Uh you know, she's been she's been eclipsed by dumber and crazier and now, you know, sorry, body issues, prettier idiots. She's, yeah. It, it, yep. But she'll scream voter fraud. And that's the oh, one yeah, thing we will, yeah. uh, that's the one yeah, that, that's the one thing we've got to take into account. Is that they are gonna keep screaming this shit. I mean, uh, I had a story in the stack yesterday from Marginal Trailer Queen who is uh, calling everybody losers and saying, and they're blaming Donald Trump and and literally begging Ron Monkey up to Clantis not to run. So, yeah. It's fucked up. 
but that's okay because it's on their side. And DeClantis, he's going to run. He, he's he's ambitious. He's really ambitious. And I think that that's. Uh, I, I think I think that that's again cause for us to sit back and just say, no, please, let's you and him fight. Well, the other thing, too, and, and um, you know, Scary Jared brought this up about Val Demings and her annoying voice and all that stuff. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but they are saying that they picked, you know, the Dems fucked up in, in Florida because they, they put former Republican, was it Rick, Rick Scott? Is that his name? I can't remember. I'm getting the Scots mixed up here. Charlie, um, the Charlie Crist. Chris, that's it. Charlie Crist. Yeah, and he, and as, as, as Stephen New York pointed out, uh, he needs to just not run for things now. He needs to go into his political retirement. <laughs> I mean, it's... And... And Val used to be a police officer. Now, I've always thought she seemed progressive to me, but maybe she isn't. I don't know. I, I was always troubled by her campaign. I mean, she started running her campaign a long time ago. I think she's an asset in the House. I really do. But um, it almost seemed like she was begging, like, please, 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 give me, please, um, please donate to my campaign. Please, I'm desperate. But the theory now that they're throwing out is, is don't do these right of center candidates. Give a, you know, in Florida, run very progressive candidates. Maybe stark contrast. Have, you know, have, have people who are going to really define things very differently and, and are actually opposite, not like, you know, Republican light. You raise an interest. Oh, you raise an interesting anyone? point, Darlene, because I had a I had a note from uh, Kim in New York City. Uh, serious question: Re Tim Ryan. Why do you think the DCCC Dem apparatus ignored or neglected Tim Ryan? And part of that may be the fact that he was a little too uh, he was a little too vociferous in his co- in, in his willingness to trash Nancy Pelosi. As a member of the House, remember he ran against her for Speaker. Oh, I didn't know that part. Um, oh, yeah, no, he was very yes, yes, he was very. You're right, and he was very ready and willing. And remember, to he say, also I don't always vote with Republicans. Uh, he, he also <laughs> in his in his Senate campaign. Let's remember, he ran against Joe Biden. <laughs> He ran against his his incumbent president, saying, well, "I don't necessarily agree with this student loan forgiveness stuff. Somebody hand me another Miller Lite." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I don't. Th- I'm. I'm. I'm mm-hmm. We're talking about human beings, you know. Uh, James Madison said, "If men were angels, there would be no need of government." And people can get a little pissed. When and and you know, candidate, you know, everybody has to run their own campaign, sure. But mm-hmm. I and 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 this is in no wise me saying, well, I guess it's okay if we've got jerk deluxe in there. No. But Tim Ryan apparently felt like the only way he could get through to voters in Ohio 
was to put on a little Republican line. Trash Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, trash Democrats. So, I mean, really, you know, you got to talk to people in Ohio, you know, uh, and see and, and, yeah, what and they Yeah, I mean, think. I get so, it. You've got to meet people where they are. Sure, sure. But I think that, that I think that side, might be might have been a little bit of it. The other part of it, though, Darlene, is that it could be that from jump, uh, you know, the geniuses who talk to the pollsters and whatnot, mm-hmm. they uh, they may have seen Ohio as a lost cause all along. Well, and that's why they need to fire the Democratic consultants, campaign consultants. They all need to fucking go. They need to go. Goodbye. Just wipe them clean and let's start fresh. Because they fuck some shit up. Now, we will never know. It could be that if they pumped more money into Tim Ryan's campaign, he would have won. It could be that the other side is right. That, you know, the other thought is right. Run some, somebody who is a direct stark contract. Yeah, that. So, we want... Well, you you talking you talk, mentioning consultants. You reminded me of something that uh, the late great Bart Cop used to say a lot, and I, I, it was it was funny then, and it's funny now, and it's also true then and true now. He, he would say, "I want to be a campaign consultant for the Democrats. I can lose and lose and lose and lose, and I still get to cash all the checks." There you go. And and it's like, it's so, like being the Washington you know, Generals playing the Harlem Globetrotters. Just go out and lose, and and the money spends just fine. And it makes you wonder, is this self-sabotage purposeful? Because they're all in it, in on it together. You know, it's about power and control, and, and they're the elites who are not. Now, it's gotten dangerous. You know, Joe finally woke up and said, whoa, you know, we're at potential here of losing our, our republic. Now, he said, you know, our democracy, which we're not, we're aspirational. But um, it was game time. So, you know, and then you have the frustration of, of Gavin Newsom. But here, here's the thing. All that aside, Clearly, what they what we did in Florida and what we did in Ohio did not work. So, wouldn't that then mean that they need to either split the difference or go all out the next time and see if a stark contrast, a progressive candidate, a liberal candidate, something like a stark contrast, would be worth giving a shot in the future? And if they don't do that. Then that's I have a problem well, do you, with that. I mean, when there when there really was a red wave in two thousand ten, the the the, uh, the the tea bagger revolution. You remember you remember who made that red wave possible? Remember who did all the losing in that in that campaign? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. It was the blue dog Democrats, the Republican light Democrats. Oh well, yeah. Well, listen, you want to keep, look, I see it in my town. You want to keep Republicans in power? Then vote for Republicans. Have a a shit ton of Democrats that are essentially Republican white. They're they're conservative, blue dog Dems. We have, I have that in my town. And uh, some of them are my good friends. And I get uh, pissed off and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing? 
you know, you think you're progressive. You're not a progressive, dude. No way. So how many times does that, how many times do they, do, do, do Democrats have to lose or this possibility is presented to them? How, many, how often do uh, progressives have to scream this from the rooftops before they, you know, <laughs> give it a shot? Give it a try? And if I hear one fucking Democrat say, hedge, hedge, okay, <laughs> hedge on whether or not they will 100% back Joe Biden if he decides to run for president in 2024. Joe needs to give him a call and say, what the fuck? At minimum, this should free up Reverend Warnock. This should free him up. He should be able to turn around and say, 100%, I will back Joe Biden. Write it. He's, I mean, to a certain degree, to a large degree, Joe has been vindicated. So you know what? Reverend Warnock. Next time, you know, if you're asked this question in the lead up, lead up to the runoff. Yeah, don't run away. Ooh, that was hard to say. Don't fucking run away. Don't sit there and, well, I'm just looking at Come on. Come on, Red. You're talking about such a quality person, an incredible orator, somebody from, somebody who led the same church as Dr. King. And, and this, this Herschel Walker even has a chance? Stop that. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with people in Georgia? Right. What, yeah, what, what is wrong with you? What are y'all drinking? What are you? Not you. No, but. Well, no. yeah. There was a. Put, quit, sm- remember, quit, sm- quit smoking the banana peels, damn it. <laughs> I mean, your buddy there, Mike Malloy, must be just apoplectic. Oh. But um, he must be apoplectic. But. Um, I remember, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but it was something that where they, the Supreme Court had said, go ahead, execute. It was years ago. Democracy Now! was there. They were trying to stop the execution of a black man who... There was exculpatory evidence, and the Supreme Court said, "Nope, you know, off with his head," and executed him. Oh yeah, the the the. And the, I remember the, the the maggot. The maggot court loves yeah. killing people. They get a charge and, out of it, and and Katanji Brown Jackson's dissent yeah. in that was powerful and 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 impeccably reasoned. And the, and you and and you and I both know what happens when the state or what's supposed to happen. When the state hides potentially exculpatory evidence. Well, this black man, he was wearing suspenders. He was a big guy. And he stood there. They interviewed him. Democracy Now! interviewed this whole. And he said, what's happened here is a travesty of justice. It's a travesty. He said, everybody, I beg of you, buy nothing from Georgia. Don't buy their peaches. Don't buy anything. Do not buy Georgia peach. Don't buy anything from Georgia. Um, and the other thing. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Joe. Yeah. You got up there? 
uh, they would. I think they did a, a gathering today, and they had Kamala there, which is why she's front and center in my mind, along with with uh, with Doug. And they had Jill there, and they're all crediting Jill and Doug. And I I think they credited Kamala, but Jesus, I know she's keeping a good, you know. Everybody knows she's being screwed. She knows she's being screwed. And she basically, she just, she's, she's standing right by his side and she's, she's, do, she's doing her part. Joe owes her in a big way. I don't know when he's going to realize it. But he said, well, you know, he brought up Katanji and said that she's probably the smartest. Supreme Court justice on the court. It's like fucking a drop, you know, never use adverbs, drop the goddamn probably. He could have had an opportunity to say, Katanji, um, Sonia, uh, and um, Elena are hands down the three smartest justices on that Supreme Court. And fucking zing those other six screwballs. Zing them. Slam them. Take every fucking opportunity you can do it. Directly and indirectly. Call them out. Joe, stop being genteel. Same thing, you know, Richard. Blumenthal. <laughs> you know, sweet guy, nice guy, but he's too genteel. I got, a, I got a, some notes to send to him, too, you know. You're asking people to bring out the fisticuffs that aren't capable too embedded in how they, you know, which is what, you know, Bernie complains about quite a bit. People like straight, you know, how many times did we hear the maggots say, well, I just like him because he tells it like it is. Exactly. You can have a of them. And, 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 and that's, that, that for some reason or another, that's a... That's a talking point from the from the populist proto fascist right. I mean, that used to be that was actually a campaign slogan for George Wallace back in sixty eight and seventy two. Telling it like it is. Well, we can do that too. Yep. And the fun thing for us is we, we don't have to tell lies to do it. Well, that's what your friend Tara Devlin always says. And I, I like this. She, you know, she says, look, truth has a liberal bias. She's right. <laughs> you know, truth has a liberal bias. Start owning it, Dems. They, I don't want, they should not cower or be afraid of anything after what happened. And thank goodness it happened on Tuesday. You know, again, we're not out of the woods yet. There's still a road to hoe here, but it's just... You know, they need to fucking wake up. And people have, please, horn listeners, write into your Congress. Then, you know, flood, flood uh, the the White House backup comment. Um, you know, call in. Say, okay, you're not off the hook. We want more. Start listening to the progressives in your, in your caucus. You know, I think there's at least five new progressives that have been elected to, to the house. Yeah. Just, I don't know if it's one or both. Well, I've got I got two emails here that, that speak kind of to this. On the one hand, because you were talking about how you hoped Michael Moore was right, 
Well, our buddy Don in West Tennessee said, all in all, Michael Moore almost got it all right. Mm-hmm. He was very close. And then uh, uh, coincid- oh, coincidentally, Kim in New York City says, uh, our wonderful Mayor Adams just came out and blamed progressives for New York's losses in the House. What a dick. And I voted for him. What a fucking dick. Well, all right. So then get the message back to him. Shut the fuck up. SCFU, no more. Stop undercutting us. Well, New York happened you know, really? because New York happened because New York got the New York Assembly got too cute by half with its with its redistricting law. Exactly. They created that, that, that. that was so an please. own that was an own goal. That was a self inflicted wound. And you know, it's just amazing to me because Kathy Hochul, she's she's freaking dynamite. She's awesome. I, I, she's so progressive. At least that's been my impression of her. The fact that she even had a run for her money in that state, and I, I, I don't know if it has to do with the, with the gerrymander, them getting too cute. I'm assuming it does. But that should have been a cakewalk for her. She's amazing. I, I, I don't you think she's? I think she's amazing. No, I, th- I think I think she's excellent. And you know, I don't think the gerrymandering. Uh, the anti-gerrymandering statute had anything to do with her race. That's just, you know, there's we, we, we tend to pretend that uh, states that we look at as blue are just little liberal enclaves. But, you know, no. they're, 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 there's, okay. there's no small number of maggots in New York. And look, they need to do something there with, you know, guns of the white, whatever. Get a secret, you know, make a secret. I'm okay with it as a fucking secret. I don't give a shit because that's what Republicans are fucking doing left and right. Form a secret, major fucking PR commission, hire a shit ton of people, and their sole job, their sole job is to freaking counter every goddamn thing the right comes out with and make it stick. Just but you like have to. But, the, but, but, but there's a, but there's a problem. There's a problem buried within that solution, and that is the political class culture is one yeah. is is one that that you know they the I know I joke and it sounds like it, whatever it sounds like, but you know these are the these are the people who know which fork to use with the oyster. Uh, well, that's the problem. That's what Bernie's been complaining about. Those are the people who talk with their teeth clenched and, and <laughs> call each other babe. Uh, and and it, it and and they you know oh well you know we don't. I mean I've heard this, darling. We don't want to be like them. But see, you know that they, they, they'll tell it like it is. They'll be a plain talker. But you know on their side, it's a bunch of goddamn lies. <laughs> if we talk plain. We can do it, but you have to have the people who are competent to address the issues. You know, as as, need, as our dear friend as our dear friend as our dear friend Beth in Dallas used to talk about, because she spent her career provided providing help in 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 reproductive care, and it, it, if I recall what Beth used to say, it would be th- she would say things like, "Hi, Beth." Uh, she'd say stuff like, 
you know, we've got to we've got to quit talking about abortion uh, in in those smarmy terms. You know, uh, like when uh, when when uh, Bill Clinton would say uh, abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. You fuck that. Well, it, it and, well, and, and, and we've got, we've, I mean, I, and to a certain extent, I think I, I think uh, I think women in America did vote like their lives depended on it. Uh, but not everywhere. Yep. Not everywhere. No. Um, no. And I'm there's sure a, there's, a, there's a lot of internalized misogyny among a, a significant portion of women in this country. But again, we, we can talk we can we can talk plain without getting all mush-mouthed about it and getting lost in the adverbs and the adjectives. We can, we can, we can talk plainly about pick an issue, health care. We can, we, can, we can talk yeah. plainly about, uh, about bodily autonomy and privacy and what, and what the other side wants and, and, and what... And, you know, like calling out the lie. Ever since Lady B sent me the article that showed the picture of an act, actual six-week fetus that looks yeah. like a piece of soggy popcorn and not even remotely like a human being, and there's no way that thing has a heart. You know, the 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 the, the hate the hateful Catholic grannies run around with their aborted fetus posters and stick them in the face of. Women who are just walking into Planned Parenthood to pick up, you know, to, to get a pap smear, for Christ's sakes. Where's our side with the big poster of the of the piece of soggy popcorn in the Petri dish? I had a story a few days ago about the right wing having a conniption over an NPR story in which they interviewed a woman while she was having an abortion. And there was gnat sound, and you know that you could hear the process. How dare they! They've broadcasted the sound of a child being murdered. And we need, and we need to finally get to the point where we say, "Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! You theocratic asshole, move to Iran." We've got to get to the point where we are as hard on them as they are on us. And we don't have to, you know, right. we, don't, don't, we, don't, we don't need Q for that. I disagree. I, 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 think, I think we're both saying the same things, but see, here's the thing. We don't have an apparatus. They do. I'm talking, well, right. let's get an apparatus. Yeah, because, and, and, and because they're so shitty at and look what happens if you get. Yeah, they've got a, they've got multiple apparatuses. They got Fox. They got Onan. They got Steve Bannon. They got. All, uh, but 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 look at and and I think I think uh, I think Tiffany Cross is uh, Exhibit One in this. You 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 fight fire with fire, and you give as good as you get, and your ass gets canned at MSNBC. Well, you're wrong. I'm sorry. You have what? the apparatus. <laughs> I'm sorry. You do have the apparatus. We do have the apparatus. You, Tara Devlin, 
Mary Trump, it's there. It just gets no. It does not get the level of airplay that it should. Well, and that's, and that's, and that's because we all, I think we all Brilliant struggle to stay alive. Right. Brilliant ideas come out of a terrorist program. Brilliant ideas come out. I mean, you know, Mary needs to bring in like multiple brains. You know, she calls them her nerd adventure uh, Avengers. Good shit comes out of that, too. You're able to just do it by yourself. You're able to do it. Uh, Tara's able to do it on her own. I mean, your powerhouses that should be on her program, quite frankly. Uh, well, you know, th- th- I would, I would love that. There. I would love that opportunity. But, but the way we make that happen is not for either yeah. Tara or me to write to them because that just seems kind of pitiful and you know, cr- plea for attention. It's other people writing in and say, "Have mm-hmm. have these people on? They're they're talking the same thing you're talking." All right. Exactly. They've been talking to them long before you did. So do that. I'll do that in the comments. Do that in the chat. The people who listen to her, her program usually comes on like in the, in the afternoon around noon time. Do it. I mean, she has a trans woman on there. Um, maybe you probably heard of Charlotte Kleinman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, know who, I know who Charlotte, Charlotte is. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and there was there was, you know, terrible things that some people in the chat were saying about Charlotte. Charlotte um, brought it up and said, "Hey, you know, she she said something and said, look, I'm seeing stuff in the chat and called it out.' Now Mary was not aware, but Mary was pissed, and she's like, "You will not get off my program." She'll defend her. She was, you know, nerd Avengers to the hill and said, "Look, they are here because." You know, they they have earned everything to be here. They you do not question anything about the Nerd Avengers, that kind of thing. But um, you folks, there's okay. I swear it's word it's word for word. She's got to be listening to your program or hasn't been listening to your program because you know the whole concept of you know democracy being aspirational. Not operational. That one is absolutely one hundred percent totally mine. She, it's word for word, word for word. She says it. She's had to have been listening to your program, and that is wrong for her not to invite you onto her program. I keep saying that because you know she, she's got some excellent guests, and being on her program it advances their uh, other programs. You know their respective programs. Yeah. And and efforts in book writing and everything else. Well, that, I mean that goes that goes to a point that I've been talking so, about for years. But the the media the media landscape help each other. yeah the media landscape is predicated mm-hmm. on competition because capitalism. And I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I am not in comp. I'm not in competition with a single other liberal progressive talker out there. Mm-hmm. Broadcaster, whatever word we're using. No, you've been, yeah. You're excellent with that. Like, I want to be. I want to be part of a team. A you know, all the way back to the founding of the Horn when we had all, we had one. We were one hour shy of having as much live programming as Air America. Yep. And and I would tell I would tell people I said you know I don't want to be Elvis. This was twenty years ago. Yeah. I don't want to be Elvis. I want to be the Beatles. Yep. 
I want to be part of a team that advances ideas. And efforts. Yeah, I guess, I guess now like it's, I, you know, like, I, don't, I, I don't want to be Madonna. I want to be the Go-Go's without the drugs. Well, and, and, and um, John Bridevo, he loves you for that because he hawks your stuff all the time. He's not, he's not even, he, he admits to it. And that's why he supports your program. He comes on there and he, he thumps for you for support because he knows, he knows that you're at the forefront. And he, he's an excellent writer. He's a smart man. Oh God, John's brilliant. But you can put things, you can, you can put things in a way that he, he just loves it. And, you know, and he will credit you and say, you know, like Robin says, he brings the fuck in every show he brings you up. Every love, show he brings I you up. I love him dearly. And, you know, you could have easily looked at that as like, hey, stop horning in <laughs> on my stuff on the horn. But you didn't. You turned around and said, hey, you know, have at it. That's what you need. Use it in good uh, health. I mean, it, right. You didn't do hell. I think Mary's a good person. She's a good person. I mean, she is single-handedly, you know, is like, wow, there's a Trump that's actually halfway decent. I mean, she is, she's, her brilliance is right up there. She is, she is word for word. Well, you don't get, you don't get to, you don't get to where, you don't get to where Mary Trump is. You know, she didn't, Mm -hmm. she didn't, she didn't laugh her way through, you know, through uh, the, the, Penn School of the Wharton School, you know, on on gentlemen's deeds. She's, she is so well credentialed um, when it comes to um, psychology and psychiatry. I mean, it was nonstop educational attainment with with Mary Trump, non fucking stop. I mean, she's got more degrees than. And I can guess at the motivation. I mean, when uh, when it, if if one presumes that she loved her daddy. And I don't think that's a that's a ridiculous yeah. presumption. Uh, no, to to you know, it, it would it would motiv- it would motivate you to find out and learn as much as you possibly can, so that you can understand why someone does the mm-hmm. things that were done like you know, to her daddy. And all in the world he wanted to do was live his own life and not be an extension of of Klansman Fred. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's the thing, because um, I, I take it that her her father was a good, was a good person. Um, you know, he, he bucked against the family, you know, go into business and all this stuff. He wanted to just be a pilot. Not that it's just, he wanted to be a pilot, but that was beneath, I guess, Fred, the Klansman. And one of the things that I learned, um, and it took my mother's, struggles in the hospital and her eventual passing to realize how, you know, I had always said, oh, it's, it's just this stuff kind of stuff. There's certain areas of life that I find too frightening, just too frightening. And her medical issues were scaring the shit out of me. Um, but for one reason or another, I had to be a part of these conversations. And sitting there listening to all the doctors and all of that, I, it, it dawned on me just how freeing information is. Like really delving into things, how 
learning as much as you can about a particular situation. You know, we were like BiPAP, CPAP, this, that, you know, really uh, as frightening and scary and depressing as the conversations were and eventually what happened, I felt a sense of empowerment from the information that I learned from, you know, and not only that, but saying, we can do better. There has to be another alternative. There has to be another option. Pushing the doctors as well was critically important. But this, this, just gaining the knowledge that we gained by talking to all of these individuals, because what came out of one conversation? Talk to an infectious disease person. This person came up with a totally different drug, and she, she rebounded, at least for a short time. Um, then they fucked everything up beyond that, but we were fighting like hell. And what I realized was how, how, how education and information is empowerment. That's what Mary did. That's what progressives do. That's what your program did. That's what we all do, except that's what the other side doesn't want. No, the other side needs low information uh, voters. I mean, it's like that it's like that constitutional amendment that was on the ballot here in West Virginia that would that would basically have given the the legislature ultimate authority to just be a statewide board of education. And the people of the state looked at it and went, "Oh hell no." Yeah, they 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 know what a bunch of and and I'm they, they, they know what a bunch of jackasses they've sent down there, but they only feel responsible for the jackass that they send. But they get a statewide issue that doesn't have an R or a D by it, and they go, oh, no, I, I, I can tell crazy when I see it. No. And, yeah. and that, you know, that, that would have, um, you know, that would have, that would, well, you know, I think probably nonetheless we're going to have another, another six weeks, you know, come the dead of winter, we'll have another six weeks of, grunting and barking and hooting about critical race theory and our skews and who's going to the potty where and you know how boys will dress up as girls just so they can go into the girls restroom and our daughters is under attack i mean this shit gets wearing if you're me darlene i mean it it, it, it well, it's yeah, that's existential, yeah. it's ex- existentially exhausting but, well, yeah. So, I mean, you're getting a, a taste of what Tracy's had to deal with all her life as as a as a black woman um, in this nation. And Charlotte was saying the same thing. You know, she says she she she's scared. She's grieved for you know she you know like you. She knows you know we're at we're we're ground zero for what's going to happen. The attacks. We're the target. Um, you know, for the next couple of years, um, you know, if the Republicans uh, succeed in taking the House, but it's forbid if they also take, you know, leak out of some sort of a win in the Senate. But um, yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't know. I'm um. Our work is not done. (laughs) 
Well, and that's, uh, that's, and that's, that's, a, that's a fundamental point. It's something Boss Man Wayne used to say all the time. Republicans never take a year off, let alone a day off. We the, 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 That's why I said yesterday, the fight for 2024 begins now, whether we like it or not. Right. And, I, and I'm fine with that because at this point, there's going to be quite a bit at, at stake in 2024. And, and look, you know, Joe has his mental acuity. Okay. My mother had her mental acuity. Her body didn't hold out. It seems like such a waste, you know. Joe's trim, he seems, you know. <laughs> Anything could happen, though. And, you know, we really need to, he, he needs to elevate Kamala like there's no tomorrow. And we need to we need to Use this time to also um, walk into nothingness the Hillary factor in the sense that, they, you know, the other side is attempting to Hillaryize Kamala. That cannot stand, that cannot be tolerated. Uh, we need to change that. That arc. I mean, you know, and in a sense too. I mean, you know, and I, you know, I don't know. You know, who knows the dynamics in a marriage? You know, but in a sense, you know, Bill really screwed Hillary over in a lot of in a lot of ways because with doing away with it with the fairness doctrine. Is that what it's called, the fairness doctrine? No, no, no. That was Reagan. Uh, no, the bill signed the nineteen uh, t- the Telecommunications Act of nineteen ninety six. The telecommunic okay, the Telecommunications Act of nineteen ninety six. Okay, Hillary's been paying the price for that since he did that. Did that allowed that on Fox News, and they've been after her and uh, eviscerating her relative, uh Hillary, and. We can't allow this to continue. And because Democrats are so shitty at messaging, until, you know, recently, that's why I feel like there needs to be an apparatus that is, that really is looking at this stuff and fucking trolling back with trolls. Because they got a, a glint of the success of that when, when Joe got out there and started talking about the semi fascists and started alerting Americans, yet yeah, democracy is at stake. Uh, Obama got on that, but but a real critical, a pivotal thing was well, two pivotal things in my book was Gavin Newsom going after Plantis, and I hope Gavin continues to do to do that because a lot of people really liked those commercials. The other thing was the Twitter, um, the, the Twitter, the tweets, which they got a lot of press in the aftermath of the. Um, student loan forgiveness. When Marjorie Trader Gangreen and all those other Republicans were sitting there saying, well, you can't give them a, you know, this is, um, you know, how dare they cut them a break? How dare they, the American taxpayers are paying that. As soon as they brought up the PPP loan forgiveness that racked up hundreds of thousands of dollars. They kind of dried up and blew away, didn't they? 
Yep. And the other dude, they got like a, over a million dollars. They dried up in blue. He didn't hear a fucking peep out of those assholes. He did not hear a peep. Now, Joe brought it up again, which is good. And just the disgusting, like, Mercola there, Dr. Mercola, he's a major fucking anti-vaxxer. Major fucking anti-vaxxer. He went to, he went to the bank there uh, for a PPP loan. Major fucking anti-vaxxer. They forgot all, they forgave all of those things like it was nothing. I was too afraid to go for PPP. I stuck with state, you know, unemployment, um, self-employed. I was too afraid because I was like, you know, you, you, it may be forgiven. I was like, I'm, I'm, cause my friend went for it. She, she had, I just, I didn't want to go because I didn't trust this. Clearly I was wrong. But see, they're in the, they're in the know. The Marjorie treated gang greens and all the rest of them. They knew when they applied for that shit. They were going to get it. Well, they, they, you know, they knew, they knew it was going to hogs, be hogs know how to get their trotters in the trough, Darlene. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 hard, it's hardwired. They know. And by the way, uh, you know, going back to, you mentioned Val Demings going back to being a cop, and um, and, and Kim uh, mentioned the mayor of New York. Uh, Steve said, nominate a cop, this happens. Uh, Adams was spewing the crime is out of control meme. New York City media reaches into the Hudson Valley and Long Island. That the streets are combat zones, Bruga, Bruga, Bruga message got out. Val Demings was a former cop and former Republican. The cop fetishist Republicans will always vote for a Republican over any pro-cop Democrat. And I think th- no, I, th- I didn't th- know Val was a Republican. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I mean, there's 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 truth in all of that. And one other thing yeah. that we haven't touched yeah. on that I think we very much need to, and I've been talking to our pa- some with our pal Joy in Ann Arbor about this. Uh, there needs there needs to be like a playbook or a, a manual or something come out of Michigan, because when when you when you think back to just how rabidly maggot Michigan was. And you know the assholes who were going to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer because they couldn't mow their snow, and yeah. and on the one hand the, ma- the the maggots went full maggot and put up a maggot slate. I mean two door Dixon, really? That's hilarious, two door Dixon. Because <laughs> the maggots couldn't afford the four door, um, <laughs> and and that that absolute cue ball Lulu they ran for attorney general or secretary of state. And not only did all three of those return to office, they flipped the Michigan legislature. Michigan is blue from top to bottom. So, you know, yes. we can count on Michigan to yep. protect, you know, to, to pr- protect privacy rights, bodily autonomy, marginalized children. Mm-hmm. Because somebody there knew how to do shit right. And 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 that's and, and and the leadership of the state of Michigan is badass bitches. Okay, I mean, and I say that I say that lovingly, not pejoratively. Yes. And now and now yes, this, no. and, and and now I think Michigan will have its first black woman as a speaker of the Michigan House. I mean, the the, the rest of the country may be, but there there needs to be a playbook come out of Michigan. Well, let's see if the Democrats can fucking learn. <laughs> you know, 
Because you think Republicans aren't going to learn from this? Well, I, I don't. I, no, I don't necessarily think, think they're going to learn from this because the the, 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 the GOP is Good. still the maggot party. I mean, there are some people making some true. rumblings, but, you know, they're a maggot. I mean, if things continue as they look to continue, I mean, I had a note from Billable Rick a little bit ago on Clanny Oakley. Uh, Bobblehead has pulled 1,200 oh. votes ahead of Frisch. Last night she was 62 votes behind. I don't like the trend in that race. But think well, about it. Yeah. Uh, Jim Jacketoff Jordan is going to be chair of the House Judiciary Committee. And this guy is full maggot. I mean, oh, yeah. he, he makes he makes 1988 Newt Gingrich seem sane. And 1988 Newt Gingrich was plum, I mean, squirrel nut crazy. So it, it's, well, you know, whoever's, whoever's out there hoping... That 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 there are you know maybe some closet case Adam Kinzingers and and um, and, and and Liz Cheney's out there. Well, to to verge over into Mary Trump's area of expertise, that's what the that's what the behavioral health professionals refer to as magical thinking. You know everything's falling apart, but. Something you know, and 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 the you know Aristotle yeah. and the Greeks, Sophocles and Aeschylus, they tapped into this with the Deus Ex Machina. You know, suddenly the god is going to swing out on a on a, a swing out on a crane, and everything's going to be okay. But it's I mean it's going to make no mistake. It's if they get control, and, and uh, you know, Joy pointed out, you know, if they've got a majority of one or a majority of a hundred. They're going to do the same toxic shit. And I don't even know. Oh, yeah. and, and, and people, you know, people who are engaged in a, in a war for their very lives in Ukraine, I guess they probably don't have a hell of a lot of time for following American politics. But they have a reason to be really sad and afraid if the maggots get hold, well, the, you know, of the purse strings. Yep, the because train. they will because the, well, the the maggots will hang Ukraine out to dry just on principle because they had the they had the unmitigated gall to cooperate in dropping the dime on 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 Julius Geezer's shakedown scam. Am well, I wrong? No, no, not not at all. I mean, I did see a headline though that before the election. That there are many Republicans now. I don't know if again we're being misled, but that they were saying they did not have an appetite for impeaching Biden. So I don't know if that's true. There's well, good. They, they, they not, don't have an appetite. They don't have an appetite for trash. But so, but there's plenty of trash but, pandas in the garbage pile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It could be far worse than it is, and from the Department of Stroke, uh, Stroke, the, uh, Stoke the Stroke, uh, <laughs> Dimwit Domitian is out there uh, grunting about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a very corrupt state with voting, but nobody ever wants to check that. 
How does Oz, smart guy, lose to a guy who can't string together two sentences? So, you know, we're back to the making fun of people with their... Uh, uh, disabilities, yeah. Fucker. Oh, you know what? I read an article. It was an old article, but during the during the Trump administration, the regime, the number of of unfounded SSI and SSDI denials for people with disabilities skyrocketed. The Trump regime targeted people with disabilities who were trying to claim benefits. I mean, people who they, they were ignoring. I mean, there was just like, there was no excuse to deny these individuals denial after denial, one to three years of fighting. Usually the claimant died. One guy was so distraught. He walked out onto his front lawn with a gun in his hand and threatened to shoot himself in the head. They were able to stop him in time. Jesus. The Trump administration specifically targeted people with disabilities who are trying to make claims for a benefit that they fucking earned, that they had paid into the system. And they ignored doctors' medical reports. They just ignored it and just came back with they had to keep they had to keep appealing and appealing and appealing. This skyrocketed during that fuckers. Yeah, at the time he was squatting in the White House masquerading as president. People died because of this fucker. I am so, you know, look. I don't know. I don't know if he could have prevented COVID from coming to our shores. But he sure as all hell didn't fucking try. And I remember Biden saying, I would have had our people on the ground in China in no time at all. You know, but the media never holds that fucker accountable. They never hold the Republican Party accountable. And neither do do, do the elite Democrats, our our political class, the Democrats. I I don't think I ever heard one of them say, I don't know, maybe I missed it. Did any of them say, hey, by the way, COVID happened on your watch. I'm no, no, no you know, you know what, Dar- you know what, Darlene? COVID is a forbidden topic now. This is not. You know, I, 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 I give out the standard warning every, or admonishment at the end of every program, uh, but it's 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 yeah. not it's not something to. T- but you know, and maybe. Maybe it's best if we depoliticize it, and this is going to come across as really shitty, and I don't mean it to, but I couldn't help thinking as I was watching all of these tight races unfold, you know, I wonder how many dead maggots from COVID there are in, uh, say, Clanny Oakley's district. And those were people... Those, those, were, those were people who, were, who reliably went out and voted maggots. Oh well, and I mean, there's, a, and, and we, I mean, we know, we know, we know, that we know I know, I, we know statistically that maggots tended to die in greater numbers than people who went out and wore masks and got vaccinated. 
So they kind of they, they kind of screwed themselves. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. You hear that, Mary? You need to put Robin on your program. Y'all haven't bought that up. That is an excellent point. I forgot about that. I yeah. mean, it, it, the, the, there's over a million dead. Yep. And even if that breaks out, if that breaks out seventy thirty or sixty forty, that's that's an election mm-hmm. margin in almost any district. Mm-hmm. And look, you did have some. Look, <laughs> okay, you did have some hardcore Republicans. I'm sure that voted Democrat, like Nicole Wallace. She probably voted Democrat. Uh, what the hell was his name? Um, he lost a lot of weight. He was another, you know, they would never become Democrats, but, you know, they're independent or whatever. Jennifer Rubin. Jennifer Rubin used to be yeah. hardcore. And she's like, she's also on, uh, you should be on Mary's program before Jennifer Rubin. But Jennifer Rubin's on our program. She is, and, you know, she's, she's now calling the Democratic Party her refuge party. Her refuge. You know, you'll get it. You'll get a kick out so of this. Lost- you'll get a kick out of this because uh, mm. we've been talking about Lady B's new mm. voiceover for the intro. Well, I've sent that. I've sent that off to. I've sent that off to Brother Deacon Asa, and I also sent him along the the the. I don't know if he can mix this music plot or not. It may be too complicated. But one of the things that I mixed in there is a line from a Drive By Trucker song that I used to play at the end of every show or at least a, a, a few bars of it. But there's a line, and it was one of those breadcrumbs I used to leave all those years ago. But there's a line in, in the Drive-By Trucker song, Hell, Hell No, I Ain't Happy, where Patterson yeah. sings, she's an overnight sensation after 25 years. <laughs> and <laughs> I bought their music because of you. They, they're good. Oh. One, of, they, they, one of them sounds... They're really good, and one of them sounds almost like. Um, we, we, I know we like to joke that um, syllable kill him off, but um, oh shoot, he died. He had a hip injury and died. Uh, oh no, uh, Petty, Petty. Yeah, Tom Petty. One of them just reminds me of, of Tom Petty. I was going to say John, Tom Petty. I had like a similar kind of a. I don't know twang I mean, or if something. That was, to if, that, if that was me saying that, yeah. I'd say that was probably Patterson because uh, Cooley has the deeper, mm-hmm. the the deeper, the deeper, more mm-hmm. uh, I don't know um, mm-hmm. country voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're both very southern. And remember, Petty Petty was a Florida redneck boy, so there's probably a reason. There's a little bit of dialectic similarity. Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of, of Tom Petty. Um, but they're good. a good group. And, um, well, I don't know. You know, our, our Republicans have a high threshold for pain. They do. They have a high tolerance level for pain because to put up with Trump, he's such a dickweed. I mean, and to put up with his bullshit, there's something wrong with them. But getting back to Mary, yeah, she, she clearly really researched. You know, the psychology behind stuff, it just, it, it was, he's, you know, obviously very credentialed. And, um, oh, it's so funny to hear her talk about, you know, that asshole that sucks. <laughs> he has no qualms about bad-mouthing her uncle. And, 
she really talks your language because she also also does what you do about being lily white and, you know, talking about white privilege. Um, she has... She does have two people of color. One who is just, oh, she's dynamite. Um, and she's, I mean, she just, it's like, it's like Tracy talking. I mean, really, she's just, she's like, I'm not giving my, you know, white women, you know, I'm not cutting them any slack. They fucking know better. I mean, she just, she's awesome. And she just brings up these just brilliant points. And I, her name escapes because I always look at it and I'm like, she's fucking brilliant. Uh, but she says the same thing, you know, uh, really white people who, I mean, literally, it's, it's like I'm listening to you. So, just saying. Um, yeah, so let's see. Politico is saying both parties are gearing up. They're gearing up for, I mean, George is going to be a zoo. That is going to be a zoo. Gearing up for Georgia Senate runoff with eyes on Arizona so the media is loving this but there shouldn't even be a contest here Herschel Walker is just it drives me bananas before you even go there it it still drives me absolutely up a tree and so I think they need to continue, continue hammering home his abortion record and hypocrisy behind that. And they asked the woman, the black woman, who was like, you know, there at one of his uh, rallies and stuff. And I don't know what the hell she said. It was just crazy shit. And it's just like, come on. And and no more, no more apologies. No more, you know, and, and Democrats need to get out there and say, any woman who has an abort, had an abortion, going to have an abortion, what a, do not, never, ever, ever question yourself. Never feel bad about yourself. No. Uh-uh. Those days are now gone. It's over. It's over. With all the states, even, even was it like five Republican, hardcore Republican states, they all, they all voted to preserve a woman's right to privacy or to choose or what have you. We had a ballot question. We... Although our laws here in Connecticut are considered the most advanced in terms of protecting a woman's right to choose, I do not think it's enshrined in our Constitution. What we did have for a ballot question, a referendum question, had to do with, and it it did not pass the first time, but it is whether or not the Constitution, it, 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 it takes a couple of layers of thinking, but it's whether or not the Constitution, the Connecticut Constitution can be amended to permit the General Assembly to um, construct, you know, rules, laws, whatever, for early voting, in-person early voting. It failed the first time um, when it was uh, presented on uh, as a ballot initiative um, because, oh, you know, we're the land of steady habits. No, it was because they just didn't do enough to promote it. Well, this time they got it down, and it, it passed resoundingly. So, uh, seeing that we're we're still democratic or uh, dominated here in the state, thank goodness. Um, 
Connecticut's eventually going to be rolling out early voting, in-person early voting um, laws. So that's that's a good start. That's good. And we, I think we do have same-day registration and, and, of course, the absentee ballots, that kind of thing. So, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but they promoted it better. They did a better job of educating the public about what it meant. So, and it doesn't affect, you know, right now I'm thinking, well, you know, it's not going to help me because I can't drive and I can't go in person. I have to use absentee. But I'm thinking it could it could really make a difference for a lot of other people. And one day I will be able to get to the polls again, physically get to the polls again. So, um, you know, obviously I voted yes for it. So that's a good thing. And then, of course, uh, the remarkable thing happened in Massachusetts. Because Massachusetts, the governorship can go right or left. You know, it can go Republican or Democrat. But we have, I think, a fir- the first uh, – we, we have a Democratic governor who's also um, a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. So that's pretty cool. That happened in, in Mass. Um so, you know, New York, aberration. I'm not liking what I'm hearing in Connecticut. Oh, it's a red wave in New York. You know, in other words, Connecticut is going to somehow bleed into, into yeah. Connecticut. But we know it's not necessarily a red wave. It's, it's just. Well, you, you know, I, I, I don't know if you were listening, I, but the other night I, I name checked you because I was reading uh, uh, a story about the 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 uh the maggotization of Greenwich Connecticut you know where the stodgy um, old where the stodgy yeah. old plaid pants republicans live i meant to i i yeah i meant to comment on that but we didn't have a chance so go ahead yep and and I mean, to a certain yep. extent to a certain extent it's normalized i mean the fact that uh, james o'keefe mm-hmm. is a, is is a greenwicher they're like oh, okay and this guy's this guy's just a serial purveyor of lies but the fact that there are well, we there, there is some hand wringing yeah. and pearl clutching going on in that set, um, well, you know, we 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 we're just yeah. we we just live day by day with. Uh, gee, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. But the thing is, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You know, there are a lot of people out there saying, "Well, you know, this may spell spell the end of the Trump Lord of Shut up. And it's this it's this persistent insistence on ignoring or forgetting the past. Yeah, you know, this this yeah, okay, it got worse under Trump, but it didn't. He didn't birth it. Okay, he just gave the he just gave gave the the the, the, the toxic baby a bath and cleaned it up a little bit and put some money into it. Other people's money, of course. But it was there in the teabaggers. It was there with the Klan. It was there with the John Birchers. It was there in George Wallace's campaign in 68 and 72. God damn it. It was there in Pat Buchanan's campaign in 2000. I mean, do you, do you remember, do you remember the weird disparity during, um, the, during the 2000 Florida count when it was like, wait, how did the, the, the what? The, the, the old Jews for Buchanan? Because of the number of, of, of bizarre, bizarre voting patterns in which you know, a, a, a staunch, staunch, a, a Florida 
elderly Jewish people were suddenly going to vote for the guy who thought there were good things to say about Adolf Hitler. And just what? Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, Steve just sent along the cover to today's New York New York Post. Did you see that one with Nitwit Nero as Humpty Dumpty? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, how Donald, this is, again, this is Murdoch. This is the New York Post. Here's how Donald Trump sabotaged the Republican midterms, and, and it, it shows it, it's, it's him on, it's his head uh, in, in egg shape on top of a wall. Don, who couldn't build a wall, had a great fall. Can all the GOP's men put the party back together again? And the big splashy headline <laughs> says, Trumpty Dumpty. And, of course, Steve says, stoke that stroke. And it, Isn't it lovely as the Brits, Brits say, they both turn, turned and ate each other. And isn't it lovely? We're watching them eat each, eat each other. And it's just it's a beautiful sight to behold. Go ahead, sir. Well, no, it is. It's, it, I, it's positively lovely. And... And I hope this can continue mm. until what did we decide? November fifth, twenty twenty four. We decided yes, November fifth, twenty twenty four. I was I was trying to do November, whatever it was, twenty twenty three. I'm anxious. Um, I, yeah, because you know people forget after a few months, let alone a couple of years. Um, just to uh, let, let me ask you this though. Um, it's going to sound like it makes no sense because I'm asking. It's like what is she asking that question? All right. If you were to guess, would you say that Diana Ross would vote Republican or Democratic? I couldn't guess anything but Democrat. Okay. Well, Diana is she is a resident of Greenwich, Connecticut. There are a lot of entertainers that are residents of Greenwich, Connecticut, because they've got the moolah and the you know the prestige and everything else to to settle in that in that community. She lives in Greenwich. There are others. So, surprisingly, it might be surprising. Um, I have my, you know, one of my clients um, services that community in a very difficult area, uh, a difficult uh, field, and that is sexual violence, okay? Greenwich is far better and more open to that than, say, New Canaan, which is in the same area. Uh, New Canaan is very, very uptight. I mean, that that community, I would venture, is worse than Greenwich. Um, there are two diverse cities. You know, there's some diversity. Certainly Stanford, that's a pretty diverse city, and it's the second largest city in the state of Connecticut. Um, in that Fairfield County area, you've got you've got Danbury. Danbury is a multicultural city as well. So, you know, you have these, quote-unquote, the white and tight communities like uh, New Canaan, uh, a, you know, um, a, Strat, uh, a Stratford, that kind of thing. But they're really, I think, outweighed by um, by the cities that are diverse. And those are usually the things that carry Democrats here in Connecticut, for sure. So where I live, we're, you know, blood red. And that's why it was so damn close for Johanna. I can guarantee you that my particular town came out in support of Logan, who is an African-American man, a Republican, again, tongue-in-cheek. I think, you know, they put up, they put him up against Johanna, and, and he almost won. They, they pit two black people against one another. 
because, you know, Republicans. So, and, and Johanna, has, she's done fantastic, she's fantastic, she's consistent. First thing is education, because she was a former national, um, you know, she was a teacher of the year, national, national teacher of the year uh, during the Obama administration. But she's brought a shit ton of money. She's brought a shit ton of money to our area. Ten, eleven million. I mean, she's done a lot. But when you have a Republican stronghold like the town that I live in, they didn't. They didn't access any of that money. It's like, why the fuck didn't they get this money? All the other towns got the money. My town didn't. I can guarantee you. I didn't look at the numbers. Um, I don't know if Johanna posted, you know, um, Republican Democrat, you know, breakdown her town. I can guarantee you, my town went for Logan, even though. Even though there is racist as fuck. The Republicans in this town, they're as racist as fuck. Well, sure, okay? but, uh, but they want one. Of, oh, I just feel I'm going to shower. Yeah, as long as there's one of there. I'm going to gargle with bleach as soon as I say this. Sure they are. I know. But they were voting for the good one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. And uh, that good one. Reached out to me, sent me a flyer, so I'm not your typical Republican. Look, look. This is where Democrats need to, you know, okay. I know Michelle. I respect you, Michelle. You know, they go high, they go low, we go high. Although she seemed to kind of step back and <laughs> sort of retrace that. But um, this is where the Democrats need to come right out and say the truth. And, and and just and ask ask the electorate a serious question. And it, it is a very reasonable. It's a viable question. Even if a Republican says that they're pro-choice, that they're for a woman's right to choose, do you really believe them? Do you really trust them? Fuck no, because we had a couple. You know, we had a couple um, try to do that here here in Connecticut. And you know the one who was running against uh, who's dumb, and he's the one who was running against Lamont. Um, that he's pro-choice. They had you know the one that sounds like a like an antihistamine there. Um, <laughs> what does he mean? Um, <laughs> um, again, she's pro-choice. No, she may be sincere. Well, I, you know, but you know people are often sincere in the moment. But if you think for one second that the entire Republican apparatus isn't, you know, nationally, regionally isn't going to come down on that individual and put enormous pressure on them to flip their, you know, once they get in, you've got another. Well, right, that's precisely that's the point. You can be personally, you can be personally yeah. pro privacy, pro choice, but if you go to mm-hmm. Congress and you have to do the bidding of your speaker, and you're and you're and you're a first termer. Uh, when mm-hmm. they say froggy, you're going to say how high? Exactly, exactly. You know, and um, you know, Blumenthal. He, I, I give Laura Levy some credit. She was a she was a Trump endorsed maggot. She was she was very gracious and very upfront with her confession. That alone was like wow. I'm impressed with that. I won't be impressed for long. Okay, we're done with that. But she actually was very gracious. And she conceded. 
and congratulated him and said, you know, I wish him all the luck in the world, blah, blah, blah. Well, something, something similar happened up in Maine. You know, uh, the guy that Charlie uh, Charlie Pierce refers to as the human bowling jacket, Paul LePage, who used to be uh, governor, he was the... He was the teabagger governor oh, of Maine. Yeah, so he, well, he ran. He ran again and yeah. got his ass beaten by the Democratic incumbent Janet Mills. And then he did what competent politicians who lose do. And he conceded, and his election night party then began verging toward riot, as uh, the Bangor Daily News reported. Supporters began shouting expletives to disrupt recordings by TV reporters. One woman who loudly wept as LePage spoke began hurling explicit insults at a reporter who had interviewed her. Some attendees raised baseless accusations of voter fraud. I mean, the, th- the thing mm-hmm. is, they and and this is what yeah. this is what is going to drive the next two years. That dynamic that the. I don't know if the multimillionaire for-profit media actually get it, but this is a this is a genie that's been let out of the bottle, and they and 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 maggot and and Republican politicians have no way to put it back, and they have to have these freaks. They can't win without them. Well, I think I, I do think I'm getting the sense that people are fed up with the with the um, are fed up with the with the lies about you know the big lie. I think they're fed up with Republicans claiming um, voter fraud. I, I I think they're like that ain't that dog don't hunt no more because it seems like people are not even even entertaining that. I I mean it's just a general feeling I'm getting. I don't know if you're getting that same feeling. Um, and it's a whimper. It's coming, you know, from Trump, of course, what do you expect? It almost seems like a whimper. Um, but the thing, too, is a sense of history, um, because you were bringing that up, and, and, I, and I didn't have a chance to watch it, but this is where people like Bernie Sanders can, can be a real asset. Um, but he he was on YouTube giving um, the history of the labor movement. And we were in desperate need of, of things like that because of the, the you know, generational memory gets lost. Like we, we forget and we get complacent. We get, shall we say, cocky. You know, I mean, I remember we can't take anything for granted. And it's like you always have to fight for the right thing. And it's disgusting that this culture is like that. But I remember saying to a family member, I said, you know, don't kid yourself. I said, they, they could easily overturn Roe. They could overturn Roe versus Wade and, and take away a woman's right to choose. And I remember my family said, oh, they would never do that. That would never happen. No, that's not going to happen. So I've been letting, I've been bending her ear. I said, remember when you said, well, I never said, yeah, you said that to me. That that would never happen. So you know the uh, you know the whole concept of generational memory, which is what CRT is about. Um, those things are so critical, and that that is something that we can't let up on either. We've got some momentum, even if we lose the house. 
or, or get tied or tied in both, whatever. I don't know what happens if, if we get a tie in both. But we have to do a better job with with educating people. And this is where, like, what Bernie is doing, we talk about the history of the labor, labor movement. He was, like, sitting there kind of like almost like a teacher, a professor, you know? Like FDR did. Well, a long, long, long time ago, somebody, yeah, somebody penned an article a long, long yeah. time ago. I think it was at Common Dreams. And they coined a phrase that has stuck with me all these years. You know, the labor movement is the mother church of progressivism, liberalism. Mm. And, 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 you know, the, the, the Highlander Labor School uh, in, the, in, the, in the mountains of East Tennessee is where Rosa Parks learned about civil disobedience. And Dr. King visited there. And, you know, remember, in the last fight of his life, he was it was a labor fight for a sanitation. And these workers. are brilliant connections, though. I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, these are brilliant connections that I wasn't aware of. I didn't know anything about mountaintop removal until I started listening to your program. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? And I was shocked. You know, and then the history of the labor movement in West Virginia. You know. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it, and it's, it's heartbreaking are, to yeah. people like me to see the UMWA become this this moribund right wing tool. It is it is not even a shadow of its former self. You know, and and that's a problem. I remember Sandra Sandra saying that to you. You know, you know, the unions are, they have, they have a problem here. They got a messaging problem. I I can guarantee you. You know. I have certain family members that voted Democratic in the, in the midterm, if they voted at all. They're, they're, they're totally anti-union. They have no idea how important the union is, or the union movement was, to enabling them to spend time with their children. They don't know. They have no fucking clue. And that's where that education is. And, and, and dissemination of that information is so important. And I give Bernie a lot of credit because it was cute. He was just sitting there. You know, he can really be such a tremendous asset. And, you know, Bernie had a heart attack. You know, we need to cherish him. And you, in the Democratic Party, really, he needs to be a go-to guy for a lot of things because he, because he does inspire people. Is there an issue? Mary Trump seems to have an issue with him. Yeah, there are some issues. You know, the, the Bernie bros and stuff like that. She won't. She goes, I'm not going to comment on that. So I don't know what her issue is with Bernie. But I would be curious to hear, you know, eventually if she she talks about it. But, you know, I mean, I've, personally, I didn't like I didn't like the idea that Bernie seemed almost like he was in shock when, when Joe had said in one of their debates when they were buying, you know, in the primary, um, when he said that he was going to. He was, he was going to um, look for, he was, he was going to definitely be a woman vice president. And and you could see Bernie was shocked. And he was like, well, you know, whoever it is is going to be progressive. You know, Bernie could have capitalized and just said, yep, yeah, I'm going to do the same. It's going to be a progressive woman VP. But he was, you could see Bernie was thrown for a loop on that. He wasn't expecting that coming out of Joe, uh, Joe Biden. And I'm like, well, what's 
going on with him there? I'm sorry, but I have to ask that question. But, but, but see, but the, the, the one thing, thing I, the, the fact that the fact that he was surprised, yeah. though, Darlene, is surprising in its own right, because this is the same Joe yeah. Biden mm-hmm. who forced the Obama administration to completely turn 180 on gay marriage. It was all about. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean, yeah. maybe he's mm-hmm. sometimes he's he's a little bit slow and institutionalist in getting to things. But he does. He he. I think he seeks. I think he seeks right answers from a moral center. Well, uh, you know, I I do think there's somebody close to him and his family that is from the LGBTQIA plus community. I will say that because don't forget Clarence Thomas. Don't forget Anita Hill. And I know you and I yeah. have butted heads on Tara Reid. Okay, and you and I butted head in Montana Reed, and we have our opinions. But, you know, there's a history there. Now, yeah, Joe's kind of coming along. And, you know, look, okay, I, I'm probably going on a limb and I may upset you. But I think Tara Reed's telling the truth. I'll tell you why I think she's telling the truth. Okay, this was in the aftermath. This was in the aftermath. Yeah, this was in the aftermath of his wife being killed. It was, it was a horrible accident. And he described a little bit more of the details, where I think his two sons was it his was it his wife and daughter that was killed? Yes. And I think his two sons survived. They took so he lost the two women in his life at the time. You know, a little girl and his, his daughter and his wife. And apparently, the two sons were were stuck in the vehicle. They were lying on top of their dead mother and sister. It took them hours to to get the, the, the two, his two sons out of that car. Okay. And they, he wasn't sure they were going to make it. Okay. Now, that incident that Tara Reed, Reed claims happened, it happened in the aftermath of that. Which, if if that is true, that was a really fucking shitty thing. For Joe to have done in his wife, you know, in the aftermath of his wife's death. And maybe he was just crazy. But let's take a look at Hunter. Okay? Hunter has admitted to some of his faults or most of his faults, drug abuse, that kind of thing. In the aftermath of Bo dying from a brain tumor, what does Hunter do? He fucks Bo's widow. That's messed up. Jesus. Oh well, you know we were we were we were you know we, we were both overcoming. That's that's it, that's not normal. That that's fucked up. And I'm really kind of surprised that Republicans haven't jumped on that and said, you know, what kind of a mess that you know, blah 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 blah. blah. Well, probably because they would do well, the very Repu- Republicans are careful about not talking about things that they either have done or will do. So, you know what? Like father, like son, possible. You know, I really, I, you know, or like son, like father. You know, I, I'm sorry, but that's just thick and twisted. 
that is sick and twisted. And you have to look at, at Hunter Biden. Now, you know, should he be indicted for something? Should he, no, I'm not saying necessarily that that's that's not where I'm going with it. But what I'm saying is that's fucked up. That's like you know, ghost. You know, where where the where the friend yeah. of, of <laughs> crazy takes advantage of. You know, it's like that's messed up. Yes, it's messed up. Well, I, look. Uh, again, again uh, as an environmental and human rights activist, I was, I, I was, I was put off by the whole "let's frack the frack out of Ukraine" business. It seemed unwise in an era of climate change. But then again, it, it, look at look at what what's happening to yeah. Ukraine now. They are yeah, into, I mean, into the long dark of a winter that they are ill-prepared to, 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 to weather. And Putin is targeting civilian infrastructure. And, you know, and, and listen, okay, and um, speaking of, of Putin and Russia, I mean, let's not forget um, the basketball player. They put that poor woman yeah, in. A penal colony for nine years. <laughs> For what? Because she had some medical, some some medicine that was had maybe maybe had some cannabis in it or something like, or, or was cannabis based or whatever. Yeah, it was a vape pen with oil. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, that's as illegal as a bag of heroin in a place like Mother Russia. And they will burn you to the um, ground for it. But at least Biden did say in his press conference yeah. that they are engaged in frequent uh, prisoner yeah. exchange negotiations they're bound to, we're bound to have oh, some spy of theirs that they would like to bring back home and debrief and then murder well they've been they've been talking about that for a while though um but they they need to do everything uh to get Brittany uh, is that her name uh, Brittany Griner what yeah I always you know I always know her name and then when I want to talk about her I cannot remember Brittany's name Brittany Griner, uh, yeah, they need to do something to get that poor woman out of there because she's innocent. You can see she's and again, she's not, let's remember she was only over there playing in the person. she was only over there playing in the off season because of the pay disparity for uh, for women's professional hoops as compared to say men's. Exactly, exactly. LeBron James, he, you're not going to catch him over there. Hell no, no, he doesn't need to. Oh, but Brittany I did want to. I did want to. Uh, as we as we wrap things as we wrap things up this evening, I did want to bring up one yep. little factoid, bring it back home a little bit mm -hmm. because climate change is real. And uh, uh, Annette sent me a story while we were talking. Apparently, you know, they were saying, "Well, you know, Nicole's only a Category One storm," but um, <laughs> in Daytona. A quote, we're in trouble here in Daytona as uh, homes that are there right on the coast yeah. are literally yeah. falling into mm -hmm. the sea. And that's what I said with Ian. I said, I bet this is going to change the shape of, of the, the coastline here. Yeah. Yep. On the on the east side, it's, it's uh, the coastline is collapsing. Yeah. The houses so, are collapsing. You know, it's reshaping. So, you know, whether it was Rick Scott or Monkey Up saying, you know, thou shalt not utter the word sea level rise. Hmm. Funny. 
the coast and the and the and the and the fragile earth upon which they mm-hmm. built these McMansions didn't listen, and nature bats last. No, and you were talking about that. You know, Miami's going to be underwater, that kind of thing. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll let you go a little bit after eight. Just a real quick, uh, quick story. <clears throat> um, uh, earlier this year, my brother went to Pennsylvania, and he actually bumped into none other than Mehmet Oz. Really? And he had a photograph taken, a photo. Yep, he had a photo taken with him. And I said, Phil, why the hell? I said, you know he's an asshole. And this is what he was running against, Sutterman. I said, you know he's an asshole. Why, on, why the hell? I said, did you, did you have your photo taken with him? He goes, it was a gag. He said, and I, you know, I was telling people I met him, so it's just more or less proof that I actually met him. He goes, well, here's the thing. My brother was wearing his mask because it was at the height of the Delta variant. Mehmet Oz was not wearing that. They took the photo, and according to my brother, Oz turned to my brother and said, okay, now, you want to take a photo without your mask on? Toxic fuck. And my brother said, no, thank you, sir. Uh Uh-uh. I'm keeping it on, and walked away. Okay? Those are the fuckers we're dealing with on the right. That was creepy. I'm like, you said that? He goes, yeah, he wanted me to take the mask off and take a photo without the mask on. So the photo has my brother fully masked up <laughs> completely because he sent it to me. And uh, no, he tried to get my brother to redo the photo without the mask on. So thumbs up for John Fetterman. I can't wait. To see a photo of him looking down on that torp, Marjorie Trader gangrene because she barely clocks in at what four feet. Oh man, that's gonna she's be beautiful. So, oh, she's just you know, she's as creepy and stupid as they make them. Anyway, all right, my friend. This Thank was a lovely, lovely conversation, conversation Darlene. I'm just, I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad you decided to jump in. Uh, it, Again, it, yes, it was twice in one week. What happened? So, um, yeah, fingers crossed we'll get the summit and somehow, uh, somehow, eke out a win in the house. I know it's, you know, not likely, but we've been told that what happened on Tuesday was not likely. Um, and, yeah, skull, so, and the yeah. skullduggery does continue in uh, Arizona. In uh, what mm. county is it? Cochise County, Arizona? Uh, they've been enjoined by a judge from doing a hand recount of ballots, but the uh, Arizona Republic reported they're going to do it anyway. Really? For for who's who's? Well, Not Kelly. Uh, these are maggots. Yeah. For Kelly? No. Uh, well, oh. no. For Car- you know, Carrie Lake and 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 Blake Masters. Oh, oh those. Two. Oh, those two. Okay. Because Carrie Lake's still bragging about voter fraud, and and what's her name up in uh, uh, what's her name yeah. up in Michigan is doing the same thing. Uh, Christina Caramo, who got beaten worse than any other Republican running for statewide office, she lost to Jocelyn Benson by fourteen points, and so she's barking and grunting <laughs> about voter fraud. And uh, let's see, what did she say? Uh, uh, there's more mm-hmm. to come. Uh, stay tuned for more information about 
voter fraud. I've received multiple reports of election law violations and other irregularities throughout multiple Mm -hmm. counties. And see, this is where the, the, the Democrats need the apparatus, because what, what can they do with this? They can turn around and say, look, statistically it's impossible for, you know, these candidates to make up the losses. Yet here they are making the, 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 the state taxpayers, Arizona taxpayers, whatever, pay shit ton of money to do a recount. Here's how much you had to pay out in tax dollars for a recount that didn't need to happen because it's, you know, they could say it's statistically impossible to, to, um, to do a recount and regain whatever ground. This is where Democrats can really say, how conservative is that? Yeah, it's, it's and, and by it the way, the, money to do and, that. and the news just broke that at 9 p.m. on Tuesday, um, Julius Geezer has scheduled a major announcement, a very major announcement. It's going to be a very big announcement live from Mar- uh, from Marlardas. And you know what, Darlene? I swear, I swear, if CNN and MSNBC carry this shit, I'm going to look up and get all temporarily non-binary, and I'm going to say, uh, go and get me a peanut butter and sa- peanut butter and banana sandwich, and I'm in the in the t- in the and in, in the, the TV gun. I'm going to shoot the TV. Because uh, why 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 give him the free publicity? Jesus, criminy! It's 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 because, ridiculous. Because it's about the horse race. It's about eyeballs on the TV. It's the horse race. Well, okay, so Merrick is on notice. Fucking indict him between now and Tuesday. Yeah, just you know, Jesus, pay, a little, okay. pay a little overtime to the grand jury and get it done. Get it done. You know, you can message it. You can send him a, a comment to the DOJ website. So, horn listeners, indict, indict, indict. Write it a thousand times, like 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 somebody you know that's, that's been told, hey. You you need you know you you've been put in the corner in school. You you're you're got the guns cap on. You have to write. You know I will not. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Hashtag indict. Indict. Now. Indict is a piece of exactly. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. You have a lovely have a evening, night. Darlene. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. And so we uh, come to the end of the program. That was a fantastic conversation. Oh my God. That's that's what. Well, that's how this is supposed to work. Uh, Dan said, I don't think we should be judging Hunter Biden's motivations. My brother died several years ago. Later, another brother dated his widow. At first, I was upset by it, but then I thought about it. They share profound grief. Those raw emotions spark numerous responses. Who are we to question that? Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Christopher. Christopher saved us from a goose egg this evening um, and uh, uh, sent a message saying uh, for the challenges and a fantastic show. Thank you, Christopher. That's just so sweet, so kind. I appreciate that. And I know Darlene does, too. So there's $15 on the uh, um, Stop Tearing My... Please Don't Tear Down My Blinds Challenge, courtesy of Ralph's 
Fifteen dollars on that. That would get us down to seven fifty, which would mean that we would have Friday on the front porch at ten fifty, and that would be better than eleven hundred. So, <sighs> thanks everybody. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Thank you to each and every one of you who share your precious fi- finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to uh, Steve and Roger earlier in the chat room. Thank you so much. Thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you. Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Brand new fresh Malloy on the way, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is head on dot live. Thank you, John Fox. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thank you to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia. And a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Be cognizant of countertops. This country is being eaten alive by uh, respiratory synctial virus right now. And if you've got young uh, little ones around at all, yeah, wipe down those countertops. Keep them sanitized. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Wear your mask when you're out among the great maggot unwashed and unvaxxed. Keep your social distance, you know, 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if uh, some idiot uh, comes down the sidewalk towards you saying, uh, wait for more news of, of, of election irregularities in Michigan and the Ann Arbor clerk needs to be indicted, yeah, avoid that maggot like the plague. Because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later. <laughs>